Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, AM 1490, KRSN, and 107.1, Los Alamos, 1490 in Santa Fe. Glad to be here with you. going to be a little bit of a haphazard show, but one that I know people are going to perk their ears up to hear. And we've got uh, D. Dowd Muska here in the Kiva. Uh, D. Dowd, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Uh, good afternoon. Uh, interesting developments underway with, uh, what, 48 hours to go until the big selection. Yeah, until the big selection. If you don't mind, uh, rotate rotate that phone there in front of you up Oh, and then down. Keep it just, you can just face it that way. Dowd's looking wide but looking short. So tilt it up like this, face you, and then face it back down. See if it resets because... We've got Dowd looking a little strange in there on the uh, TV. Yeah, well, we'll we'll focus on that. <laughs> I'll make you a little smaller part of the uh, the the first part of the show. There we go. We'll put you down there and see if that comes back in. Yep, because we are operating on Roku TV, uh, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and of course you can download the app for TV at uh, RockofTalk.tv uh, as well. And what I really kind of want to jump into real quick, because there is, there's 48 hours, and I'm going to present a bunch of information as if you guys could actually participate. I told you about that yesterday. I had a very interesting conversation with the people from New Mexico in depth, and they didn't seem to know anything about the fact that we tried to open up the primary so that everybody could participate. <laughs> wow. And, you know, this is it. Everyone's head in the sand. I told you yesterday there was no information whatsoever on CD1. The Libertarian Party is going to be having, not that I'm a Libertarian, but they're going to be having, I guess, their shindig uh, over the weekend as well. They will pick someone, huh? Uh, Yeah. Uh, They also have NODA in the Libertarian Party, which is none of the above. Mm -hmm. And then on Wednesday, I believe, or Tuesday, is the Democrats are going to have their shindig to pick uh, their candidates. So this is very important. This is the first election right after the primary or excuse me, right after the uh, Trump 2020 election, and then it's a big one. You know, the cha- it is. It's. Not, I don't know that there is anything this big that is going to have as much historic impact, not just going forward, but what it's going to mean in terms of what it tells us after the 2020 elections. The eyes of the world will be on this particular race. Uh, there's a reason why I'm fighting hard as I can as well, and has a lot to do with that very thing because a I know I could win. Um, and B, I'm going to win uh, if I'm able to get through this primary, which is a bit convoluted. So we, uh, we people are getting fatigued, you know. Honestly, I mean, uh, voters, voters out there, the sure. situation, like you know, they're, they're getting a lot of misinformation, a lot of uh, that late manipulation that comes in on anything. And you know, I'm the most straightforward guy. Dowd knows that uh, in the world, and sometimes that does get me into trouble. But I wanted to take this time to talk about ranked choice voting. This is a three-headed monster of a word that you should pay attention to. Because nothing will tell you you are liberal, you are not conservative more than something a little something called ranked choice voting. And Dowd had all of about 10 minutes to sort of put this information together. 
And he went directly to where we found this, uh, all this information. Is there's a one of the biggest political contributors here in the state of New Mexico is called the Thornburg Foundation. Okay, huge company. All right, and they are very interested in controlling Santa Fe and New Mexico politics. There could be no bigger insiders um, from what probably either one of us know, doubt over absolutely, the years, than absolutely. the Thornburg Foundation. Yep. Uh, before we get into it, why don't you give me your little primer about who the Thornburg Foundation uh, is. You can go to thornburgfoundation.org. Thornburg Foundation invests in enduring solutions to help solve problems affecting people and our planet. Yes, there are those people. Remember the anti-fracking people? Uh, on the very front page, they have read our statement of racial equity. I'm so glad this is going out on 1490 in Santa Fe. I hope the Thornburgs are hearing this loud and clear. And most importantly, I hope you Republicans, especially you 134 people who have a vote, um, uh, realize how much this next hour of what I'm about to talk about is going to impact you. And for those of you who are listening who have a vote and are watching, uh, I would go get those other 133 people and call them directly because... Uh, this is earth-shattering. Remember I told you that your power was taken away from you, that if there was a way that we could somehow avoid picking Eddie Aragon as the CD1 guy, we're going to go ahead and do that, whatever we possibly can. Now, two late entries into the race, uh, and I'll, I'll preface this with this before you get into your whole thing with uh, Thornburg Foundation, give you a little bit more time to prepare there, young Dowd, uh, the Dowd 3000, that is. Um, and, and that is this. You had Elisa Martinez, who got in last... She's only been in seven days. You know, nobody who's in their right mind is going to prepare for something that is going to be an actual commitment for two years within the last seven days. Same thing can be said for Mark Moores. Oh, I'm just jumping in. And here's really the interesting thing about um, Mark Moores. And you have to put this in the context of what we're giving up to what we're getting. Now, we like Republicans. We want Republicans to go ahead and dominate the house but if we give this up let's see okay perfect uh, i'm telling you all this stuff is really late developing and it's very cool okay so doing this in real time folks <laughs> yeah literally as as i'm going through this so this is something that we put out a little bit earlier today because we're just tired of people are tired of the elections Okay, and I laid everything out for everybody so that they had um, that information, which I thought was important. Okay, let me get to this. Dad, very quickly, why don't you tell people? Um, yeah, uh, well, Thornburg, Thornburg, and I'll just spell it for you if you want to do your own research. T h o r n b u r g, not no h, just b u r g. A fellow by the name of Garrett Thornburg, and he's one of these figures that we've identified more and more um, emerges out of the finance world and somehow makes his way to one of the last places you'd ever think about high finance, the, the deserts of New Mexico. Right. Um, and of course, we, we have our, our friend with, uh, our realtor friend up there. Uh, uh, BGK. The, uh, yes, yes. And you also yeah. have Jeffrey Epstein. And we also, also have Epstein. Hunter Biden. <laughs> and we also have, I mean, it goes on and on and on. All these people are, by the way, they're all tied together with Bill Richardson. Oh, they're all big, big uh, friends of Bill. Uh, before uh, forming Thornburg Investment Management, that's the formal name of the company, Mr. Thornburg was... A limited partner at, you'll, you'll recognize this name, ladies and gentlemen, Bear Stearns and Company, mm. uh, and a founding member of that firm's public finance department, public 
Finance. He was also chief uh, financial officer of the New York State uh, of New York State Urban Redevelopment Com- uh, Development Corporation, and served as financial advisor to the state of New Mexico's Board of Finance. That uh, fingers in a lot of pies. Um, Thornburg Investment is still functioning, but a sub business, a subsidiary of theirs, the well, mortgage brokerage was Thornburg Mortgage. It went out um, of business. They had some difficulties uh, in 2008. Of course, a lot of firms did, but they, on April first, uh, 2009, Thornburg Mortgage announced that it would officially cease operations. Apparently, it had um, in 2008 it announced it would be restating its financials. Uh, the previous day, in March of 2008, uh, it had 610 million dollars in outstanding. There's that term, margin calls, uh, a much greater amount than cash available. So they played, uh, they played in that that really sleazy, you know, collateralized debt obligation. Uh, we've seen the movies Margin Call. We've seen The Big Short. So they were very active in that. Um, so Mr. Thornburg does live here now. The the, the website of the the investment uh, arm says we're headquartered. Um, Far removed from the world's major financial centers, you can say that again, uh, being far from the status quo investment arena inspires us to think outside of popular opinion and base our decisions on unconventional wisdom and a larger frame of reference. Let me stop you there. It gets them next to the third largest sovereign wealth fund in the entire country, which is right there. If any of you go to the Santa Fe Opera, you'll notice the Thornburg Foundation is all over that. Anybody who's anyone that's connected with anything that is of a national importance or international importance by way of Santa Fe is connected directly to the Thornburg Foundation, which is directly connected to Jeffrey Epstein, uh, BGK Properties, all of the mortgage-backed securities and the stuff that has happened uh, up in, in Santa Fe that ultimately led to their demise had those, those connections that were involved here. And, now, and, and Mr. Thornburg does not, unlike some of the folks who come here, he does not fly below the radar radar uh chairman of of course the thornburg foundation we're going to we're going to get into that very active in new mexico philanthropy he's received the philanthropist of the year award the new mexico distinguished public service lifetime achievement award mm. former board member of the national dance institute of new mexico the santa there you fe go. Always institute the yeah. always the art oh the the santa fe yeah. institute let me stop there <laughs> right. we want to talk about the santa fe institute yep. and a direct connection to jeffrey epstein it is directly through that i mean these yep. guys they're smart. They're smarter than you. And then Bear Stearns, yep, uh, the now defunct Bear Stearns company, right? Now it's his origin. Guess who was their number one client? Jeffrey Epstein. There you go. Okay. And when you say public, public investment. When you were talking about That's that, your dollars, a lot of people building. missed that. Yeah. A lot of people yep. missed that. Yep. So and, the, and, the money that went directly to uh, the New Mexico Finance Authority, the money that goes to uh, the State Investment Council, yep. Uh, yep. which is run by Steve Moise. Yep. The all severance all tax direct, all money flow that comes in here. Yep. 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 from our, our sovereign wealth funds. Of course, we have them from the permanent fund, and then we have the severance tax fund, tens of billions of dollars. So uh, these are the kind of people who are really pull the strings in New Mexico. Uh, this is not a small power man. Uh, very, very prominent. Uh, MBA from, you guessed it, Harvard University. Harvard, where uh, Jeffrey Epstein had a private office and a uh, billion-dollar endowment. Uh, you also had the uh, former head of banking, uh, who was one of Jeffrey Epstein's best friend, and a Clintonite inside, I forget the, I think he was the Department of Treasury. Look up uh, Department of Treasury Clinton. It's just escaping me for a second, and we'll jump into that. Okay, so we've set up the we've set the stage for Stornberg, okay? And like I've told you before, folks, this is going to be just sort of a haphazard first hour, but you're going to get more information than you're going to you're going to know what to you do. About Robert Rubin? Uh no. He, he was Secretary of the Treasury for uh, so, so, name me some other cabinet members. Oh. Uh, economic advisor. There you go. Oh, oh, oh. Which would be under Clinton, directly connected to um the Rothschilds as well as the Department of Energy 
and one Bill Richardson. So this is all this stuff. And I'm just pulling this from the research that I've done. So let me tell you, sort of letting the cat out of the bag a little bit, a little bit early with some of the stuff. Hope to get to a different place before I could start to talk more about this explicitly where I could actually do something about it instead, behind, instead of behind a radio microphone. Down, anything else? Uh, well, it was Gene Sperling, Robert Reich. Nope. Uh, those were his senior... Uh, he, was a, he became a professor at Harvard, had to resign. Oh, Larry Summers. Larry yeah, Summers. There he is. And Lawrence Summers. Yep, Thank yep, you. Yep. That's him. That's exactly him. Okay, so let's stop there. All right. Here's what I sent out earlier. Now, this has become a very weird situation here in the state of New Mexico with the Republican Party. And so we put out and we said, uh, you know, on behalf of me and my campaign, I said, uh, Del Central Committee members, ooh, what a long, strange trip it's been. Okay, so it's only been three months, but have you ever experienced a primary so packed with chaos and drama? We, the member of Eddie Aragon's team, would like to thank you. We appreciate your time, consideration, and focus over these past weeks and months. As we move into the vote on Saturday, here's how all the campaign's hurly-burly boils down. Love that. I love the hurly-burly. Wonderful. Almost as good as rigmarole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, there are only three legal candidates, Eddie Aragon, Elisa Martinez, and Mark Moores. This is not a debatable, no matter how many times it appear on the ballot, because everyone else either failed to register with the FEC, which is true, or registered too late. We have an FEC compliance officer. B, check the FEC website, posted a link, and remember that all candidates had to register with the FEC within 15 days of announcing their candidacy, basically declaring their candidacy. That's what it is. It qualifies Michaela Chavez, Jared Vanderdusen, and Ronnie Lucero. Uh, two, only one candidate announced early ran full speed ahead, me. Eddie Aragon. Eddie decided to run as soon as Deb Holland's nomination was announced back in December. It was the exploratory time. He began testing the waters in early January and recruited his campaign team. And actually filed with the FEC on February 8th. Since then, I've attended every candidate forum and FRW meeting. I've uh, reached out to every person in the Central Committee and met with as many people who were actually willing, both individually and in small groups. I've challenged any and all primary candidates to debate. Uh, do we have any candidates that came on to debate me? Still unaware yeah, of any. <laughs> none accepted. Uh, I've challenged the Republican Party to follow their own election rules. They posted them when? Uh, last night about uh, 10 p.m. We've got people who are watching that 24-7. Uh, I've challenged the Republican Party to follow its own election rules. Uh, it is not. We are having an election on Saturday instead of the following Wednesday, which have allowed you know the other people to campaign a little bit more. It doesn't put me at an advantage, but those are the rules, and... That's the way that it should uh, definitely be run. Uh, finally, he has called out RPNM for having its website down. Thank you for having it up. It uh, looks better than it did. Um, and its officers, and they even, had, they even posted the officers. Uh, so you can say whatever you want. Uh, it doesn't matter what the letter says of what you got from somebody else. Uh, you have to have an actual FEC compliance officer. I'm getting texts in real time. Uh, he has called out the RPNM for having its own website down, its officers and rules unavailable during the primary election. They were down all the way until 10 o'clock last night. Congratulations to the party for launching its new website yesterday and posting the rules. All right. Uh, Eddie's two legal opponents entered the race late, half-heartedly. Uh, Elisa Martinez has been in the race only seven full days. Uh, to, as of today, she's doing last-minute gathering tonight. Only 18 people attended her Zoom call last night, which lasted only 10 minutes. Wow. Can you imagine me doing this in, in this in this environment? Imagine what I'll do to the Democrats. Seriously. <laughs> like, wake up, people. Like, realize and gather and, and, and unify behind that type of power. Not, be not behind the fractionalized, well, we'll see what we can get out of it, and we don't really care as long as that person isn't getting it. Uh, B, tomorrow will be the first time we will see Elisa in a group setting, but it will only be on Zoom. It feels like she already regrets entering the race, which she did at the urging of Steve Pierce, who probably promised her identity politics-based victory, 
that's working out just like Pierce's guarantee of delivering New Mexico for President Trump. Um, I'd love for you to challenge me on both of those points, and however you would like to, I'll be happy to provide you the proof. So be very careful about asking me about that stuff. Uh, that is, you might want to go to the Breitbart article, which is dated October 31st of 2020, uh, Dow 3000, which states explicitly that Steve Pierce guaranteed a victory if the election was held, ironically enough, fairly, fairly. We'll get to the Thornburg and ranked choice voting in a second. Uh, C, Mark Moores had his first gathering yesterday. It was at uh, Vintage 423. One day after his appearance at the Rio Grande Federation of Women, uh, meeting drew deservedly aggressive questions from the crowd about Mark's liberal voting record for the Energy Transition Act and legalizing marijuana. He even got money from um, those who wanted to legalize it. And uh, D, while discussing Mark, I want to issue a correction. Oh, Mylan, you should have seen him doing the, the cheerleading. I mean, the guy was on me all night long. Huh. Last night, uh, Mylan mm. Simonich. Uh, I, like I get no mileage <laughs> on Mylan uh, when he decides to go ahead and push. I mean, you have to think of it this way. I think it's really interesting that somebody who's not even in CD one, right, is doing whatever he possibly can to pin me down on a little tiny rule, and it, the rule is this, okay. There's, in, I'm just going to repeat this. There's no mileage in engaging the Democratic columnist from the Santa Fe, New Mexican, who's outside my district and that. But I, I did it none, nonetheless. Okay. So, let's continue. So, while discussing Mark Moore's, I want to issue a correction. Yesterday's email claimed that Mark didn't know how a vacancy in the New Mexico Senate would be chosen. Mark's statement in the method was correct in his case. His actual replacement will be chosen by Bernalillo County Commissioners. Uh, Dowd, care to call up the people who, um, <laughs> call up the people, if you would, uh, who are on the Bernalillo County Commission. I believe that that is yeah. <clears throat> four Democrats and now a one newly elected Republican, one of my best friends, Lonnie Talbert, uh, was replaced, Republican was replaced by uh, Walt Benson. Uh, Charlene uh, Piscotti, Adriana. Did, nobody even knows that name. No, uh, Adrian uh, Barboa, yep, Stephen Michael Quesada, Gomi, who claims to be an actor. Yeah. I guess he was for all. Uh, and, and Debbie O'Malley. So that's a four-to-one four to one. advantage. Okay. Yeah. The method depends on whether the district lies within a single county or spans more than one county, right? And this time it doesn't, so Bernalillo County gets to do it. If it spans more than one county, the governor ultimately has the authority um, for that. Okay, but Mark's answer to whether the district lies in that single or, or uh, excuse me, but Mark's answer to a member in the audience, which I posted the full entire video, implied that a Republican could be chosen to replace him, which is actually false. Because the Bernalillo County Commission is 80% Democrats. If he vacates a seat, a Democrat will replace him in the state Senate, which would bring the Democrats into, for the first time since, well, either 2012, which really wasn't the case, 1980, the Democrats will have a supermajority. What's a supermajority? Two to one, baby. Yeah, 28 14, 66.67%. That would enable the Democrats to, guess what, start to change the New Mexico Constitution. Why would we even think about doing that right now? And why would any senator think about doing that right now? I think Greg Schmidt's uh, for CD1, if he was coming in, would be a much more electable person all day long uh, on behalf of conservatives instead of Mark Moore's. But that's just uh, that's just my thought. That would enable the Democrats to change New Mexico's constitution, among other terrifying possibilities. In the New Mexico House, Democrats need 
two more votes for supermajority. They're currently at 45, right? We're at yes. 45 or 46? Uh, 45 to 25, but don't forget that independent woman is actually Democrat, so she's 46. Yeah, but it still, wouldn't be a super, it still wouldn't be still a supermajority, yeah, because to get it in, it has to be of one party. So it would have to be, that would make it 47, correct? Yeah. Yeah, 47, because you throw out the independent, that would make it 66.67. Okay, got it. Okay. Eddie lives by the phrase, preparation versus desperation. <laughs> that is actually true. Right? You can't look desperate. Nobody wants anything that's desperate. Right? Do you think, like, if you if you really need something, you know, a friend in need is a pest, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my God, <laughs> I know what he needs. Guy. Like, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. I wrote, he has been prepared for this. They wrote, he's been prepared for this race all along. He's been there every single day. No one will work harder to win CD1. That's true. Try to outwork me. As you have seen during his primary, Eddie is relentless. He will not stop until victory is in hand. I want to thank every single one of you who has read our emails and followed our efforts to clean up our party and this race. We also thank you for this opportunity to have a dialogue with you during the contest. We look forward to working with all of you in the general election. And we can't wait to get together with you and bring together this party, not only for this race, but for 2022 and 2024. I've been doing all this behind the scenes while at the same time maintaining the business and doing what I'm doing on air. We're humbled by the opportunity to make Eddie your nominee. May all God's blessings be with you and your family. And I wrote my team, both Nathan and Becky, who I thank now and who are likely uh, listening uh, right now uh, from the bottom of my heart for all their hard work. Okay, so we put in all this work. We've set everything up. We're here at this point. You know, uh, they decided not to address any of my qualms. Is that a, that a fair way, way to put it? Because if someone's not going to agree to what I do, and I haven't used that word in a long time. I can't remember the last time I used it. But qualms, right? He has a qualm. You know, he's... He's he's a little upset about a few things. Then we'll go ahead and move him into, well, we're just going to have our thing anyway. And remember, I was put at the very bottom of the list. So, we don't have any idea how we're going to vote. And now we do. And let's just say it doesn't happen like this, but the things that are being entertained, something, a little something called ranked choice voting. Ranked choice voting. Let's think about where ranked choice voting comes from. Tell us about Thornburg Corporation's uh, viewpoint on ranked choice voting. Big liberals, we know how much they love their uh, Peter Travesiani, New Mexico United soccer team. and yeah, all the rest yeah. of that stuff. I don't yeah. want to make your head explode before you have to go through all of this stuff down. No, they're very vocal on their website. Uh, they love ranked choice voting. This is Thornburg, the Thornburg Foundation, a liberal foundation. They, I guess their three general areas are... Early childhood education, and I think we know exactly what that means. Uh-huh. Uh, food and agriculture, which I think we know exactly what that means. <laughs> and good government reforms, uh-huh. as the Wall Street Journal used to call them, the goo-goos, the good government people. Um, they're big fans of ranked choice voting, and it's you may have heard it here and there. The left loves ranked choice voting maybe more than they love abortion, taxpayer-funded abortion on demand. Uh, this is their issue. It really is. And they, uh, I'm, I'm just going to read how they describe it, and then we'll we'll pick it apart. And I'm going to go in the other room just so we can get a little bit better look at you, and I'm going to play with the camera okay. so you're on. So don't don't mind me. So I'm going to go in there, and I'll be able to hear you. Sure. Uh, you know, this isn't too much, ladies and gentlemen, but it's just a, it's just a paragraph. Uh, RCV, ranked choice voting, uh, it's already uh, underway in Las Cruces here in New Mexico already. Already, uh, it's been underway in the, in the state of Maine since 2016, and a number of other jurisdictions. It's also called instant runoff. Instant runoff. We recently had that election in Georgia where nobody got the two senatorial races for the U.S. Senate. Nobody got the 50 percent. We had to have the runoff. Of course, both Democrats won that. This is a process where you'd avoid 
that kind of runoff a month later or six weeks later because they do it instantly. It's an election system designed to select a victor, victor, uh, supported by a, this is what they claim, this is their words, a true majority of voters. Now, the actual reality of that we'll get into. Instead of picking just one candidate, now, it's bad enough that you have to pick from one of the candidates on that ballot. Most Usually they're pretty bad. Voters may rank all contenders. If a candidate wins a majority of first preference votes, you, you, you decide what your first, second, third, fourth preference is, uh, she, of course, she or he, is declared the winner. But if not, the lowest ranked candidate is eliminated, lifting the second preference choices on those ballots. Okay, say that slower. <laughs> yes. And then, wait, wait, I want you to say that slower, because I know that you understand this. You've fought this a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then say what that translates to for people. So repeat those last two sentences. And yep. listeners, pay attention to this, because this is key. And there's a reason why liberals are really into this. Okay? Yeah, I mean, it, it, as I say, uh, you will rank your choices on, based on your preference for the people, the person running for that office. So for someone like me, I probably would pick, I don't vote that often, but when I do vote, I probably would pick the Libertarian. He would be my he or she would, well, let's face it, he would be my first choice. And then the Republican would probably be my second choice. And then there might be some crazy independent running third. And then the Democrat would be probably out of four people, my absolute fourth choice. Um, so in, if you, making that system, putting that one, two, three, four, if a candidate wins a majority of first preference votes, that candidate is instantly the winner. The election's over, done. Majority. Nothing. That means yep. 50.1%. Yep. Okay. Uh, 50% plus one, actually. Yep. You don't have to get all the way to 50%. Or 50.01. Uh, um, it depends on how long that's right, the election. Yep. Okay. Uh, but, and, and again, it has to be the majority. So, you know, even if you win with 39% and everybody else is below 39, you didn't get to 50. Uh, if not, if that first choice preference, uh, say somebody running for the Senate in New Mexico where they're always elected you know, by 60% of the vote or more, that doesn't happen, the lowest ranked candidate is eliminated. So the person who got the lowest number of first choice votes, boom, drops off the ballot. Lifts the second preference choices on those ballots. Okay? And this process is repeated over and over again until a candidate wins an outright majority, that precious 50% Plus so, one. So, so we're squeezing it down. Yep. So this process benefits anybody. You could have umpteen people in sure. the race, sure. and you're going to go through this process of the ranked choice voting. Now, before Dowd goes any further, let's talk about the results of this, okay? And then we're going to get back into the mechanics of, of how this whole thing works. We've, it's been a long time since we've had to talk about this, but I, the last time I remember talking about it, because uh, I know the man, but Alan Weber, how did he get elected? Hey, Allen was not exactly top of the list when it came to the list of candidates for Santa Fe mayor, okay? But in choosing for Santa Fe mayor, they came up with the ranked choice voting. It was the first time they did it. They whittled it down to three, and then I think it went to two, and then Alan Weber suddenly. And I don't believe that Alan Weber got the prime. He, he was the one with the top, the top vote getter the first round. Is that correct? I believe that's correct. I'm checking yeah. the numbers. Yeah. I'm almost positive in the rounds that came with... Alan Weber, you did not get the top vote. Now, as Republicans, let me put a couple of things out to you. Okay, Donald Trump, Trump would have never been elected in the Republican Party. There is literally no possible way that Donald Trump, if they had ranked choice voting for the 2016 presidential election within the primary, I can guarantee you one thing. Donald Trump would not have come out the winner. Okay. Here's another caveat for you. We now know that the city council for all of Las Cruces is what? 
Democrats. Indeed. 100% far, Democrats. Far, far left Democrats. Yeah, so well, you have ranked choice voting because all they, the, the Democrats, the liberals, they love two things. They love open primaries and they love ranked choice voting. Okay? And they just cram it down. And now that you have every single Democrat since they've come up with ranked choice voting, that's how that happened in there. It pushed everybody else out and ensured a 100% communist uh, uh, city council down in Las Cruces. Am I missing anything on that, though? No, not, not at all. That, that's, not a, that's 100%. Now, ranked choice voting is now being pushed by this liberal think tank here called Thornburg. Okay, and Thornburg wants to see this done. Okay, and now you've gone to Santa Fe, and what, did, tell us what Santa Fe looked like. Well, uh, the, the election, I, I'm just trying to get the, uh, the actual results. all the way up, right? Yeah, um, they're not really helping me with some of this research. Um, yeah, it was the first ranked choice mm -hmm. uh, voting. I'm trying to get the data on how exactly the, the numbers fell. 2018, right? Yeah, it was 2017. 20, 2017. Uh, and, and again, uh, just for, for Thornburg's description of this, in municipal or other elections that require over 50% support to declare a winner, and this is how the left is very clever, and they use this tool all the time, Oh, no, 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 this isn't benefiting our ideology. This is actually saving you money. Uh, they're claiming, quote, uh, ranked choice voting can save hundreds of thousands of tax dollars by preventing the need for runoff elections. And the other thing, too, is the people who originally voted and they cast a vote, their votes get thrown out. They push their votes out. Oh, we're going to go through all the... the yeah, the, the, so, the, so you're going to get through that yeah. because it, it not only does it eliminate the cost, right? They're like, well, you don't really need to vote anyway. He wasn't going to win anyway. Now they're also going, well, we're going to take your vote away from you, period. You're not going to have a final count in the vote because this is ranked choice voting, and the guys that you voted for were the bottom of the barrel. Uh, Weber's so a, great, a great example. He did not get the majority of the vote. Nobody got a majority you, in that yeah, race. He, but, but he, he ended up with a 66% majority when the final round of the recounts were, were as the three process rounds. went through. Yeah. Was there three rounds? Uh, let's see. How many rounds? It was repeated. Let's see. I don't know. I will f four, four elimination rounds. Yeah. So we're talking about basketball. <laughs> yeah, four rounds. <laughs> yeah, four four rounds, rounds of ranked choice yeah. voting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, then, and then there's a great paper, Eddie, that the uh, uh, free market think tank, uh, I wish we had a free market think tank in New Mexico, in Maine did. They analyzed, because Maine adopted this in 2016, and we will go down when we, ha when we get the chance, we will go down critique by critique of how they really tore apart all of the claims of how wonderful it is versus what the reality is. Yep. Okay, work. so uh, we're getting, uh, while you're looking at more of that stuff uh, down, RCV ensures that the removal from office is impossible as well, as all number choices count as a vote for that candidate. Very interesting. Uh, somebody from the party stating coup. Interesting. Uh, Steve Pierce uh, on Inside New Mexico podcasted that one of the nine candidates wishes she could withdraw from the race. She may not participate in the election. That is a woman who did not want to run. Her name is Tracy Trujillo. She showed up at the Engage 31 event over at uh, the county line. And she said, I'm not here to run for this. Uh, she had, like, uh, purple hair or whatever. Not that that really matters, but just for the physical characteristics of her. And she said, I'm, I'm running for Secretary of State. And then basically just kind of bowed out. So I think she was probably prodded by somebody else uh, to run as well. Uh, RCV is a huge pile of crap. Uh, Eddie, if Moores is replaced by a D in the state Senate, what difference does it make since he votes like a D anyway? Well, that's a good point. Um, someone's texting me from Arizona saying no masks in Arizona. Yeah, uh, Michaela Chavez says different in the letter I just read. Uh, where should resumes to volunteer for Eddie Aragon go? Well, that's provided I get out of this potentially 
uh, ranked choice voting. Dowd, let's uh, continue. Yeah, um, again, a study from a great organization in Maine. Uh, Maine is a blue state in a lot of ways, and, and they have been able to play. Leftists had a great run in Maine doing you know publicly financed elections and that sort of thing. Um, this is the a critique they did uh, 2019. On average, with ranked choice voting in their study in Maine, approximately 11% of ballots become, and we're going to discuss this word, exhausted. What, what's an exhausted ballot? It is. Uh, it occurs when a voter overvotes, undervotes, or exhausts their choices. When a ballot becomes exhausted, it no longer counts toward the final denominator used to determine a majority winner in those multiple rounds as it goes through. It's as if these votes, in some cases more than 10% of the voting electorate, never showed up on election day. Depending on how you rank your votes versus how they come out, 10% of those votes can be, your, potentially your vote, can be eliminated. This now, finding, act, now, now, very quickly, let me step in, but they actively promote, as you know, Dowd, that ranked choice voting increases the level of participation. Indeed. Indeed, that's what they do. <laughs> uh, this finding excludes exhausted ballots in the first round of tabulation because voters could make the same mistake in a plurality election. Exhausted ballots in the second and subsequent rounds of tabulation are purely a consequence of using ranked choice voting. Uh, number two, the eventual winner wins with a fake majority, get this, 61% of the time. In the average ranked choice voting election... Repeat that, repeat that again. Uh, the eventual winner, the person who's declared the, the winner, uh, wins with a fake majority 61% of the time. In the average ranked choice voting Wait, election... Repeat that, repeat that again, I'm yes, sorry. Uh, our eventual winner, uh, from this study in Maine, they studied 97 races in Maine over a number of years uh, with ranked choice voting. Their findings, the eventual winner in each of these ranked choice contests won with a fake majority 61% of the time. In the average uh, ranked choice voting election where a candidate fails to receive a majority of the votes cast in, again, that first round, the prevalence of exhausted ballots is so significant that it is, uh, that it is most likely the eventual winner, uh, he wins without a true majority of the votes cast on election day, over half the time. Wow. Uh, number three, ranked choice voting disenfranchises minorities and other demographics. Uh, interesting finding. Research shows that older voters are more likely to make ballot marking mistakes under ranked choice voting. And let's not kid ourselves, folks. A ranked choice voting system is a lot more complicated than voting for one name on that ballot. Uh, yet the system has been deployed in the oldest state in the country. Uh, that would be Maine. In addition, the complexity of ranked choice voting, both in terms of filling out the ballot and understanding the policy differences between candidates without the benefit of a one-on-one -on -one matchup, has been shown to reduce the electoral influence of African-American and Latino voters, as well as voters with less education uh, and those whose first language bias. is not English. Uh, <laughs> ranked choice go. voting is all about just a very few, small handful of people ultimately choosing for you what's best for you. Now, let's think about this from a voter's perspective, okay? So people are going to go and they're going to vote. Now, let me ask you. At any point, were they entertaining in their brain as they are getting ready to vote who they're going to rank first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth? Let me ask you this. Now, going back to that Santa Fe study, do you think anybody was saying, you know what, I'd like him for third place mayor. I like him for, I like right. Weber for second place mayor. You know, nobody was looking at it in that way. And it's hard for people who are voters, they like who they like, and that's who they're going to go with. Mm -hmm. uh, you can throw out voting buttons, voting signs, uh, any sort of uh, voting stump speeches at this point, okay. because you don't even actually have Vote for me. I'm number two. <laughs> here's, the, here's the biggest part about uh, here's the biggest part about RCV. 
And this is why we batted this down. All you good Republicans out there who are now advocating for this inside the party, should I call you out exactly who you are? Because I will embarrass you. This allowed clumps of candidates to get together and actually, guess what, campaign together. That's what ranked choice voting does. It gets clumps of candidates to say, well, if you don't vote for me, vote for my other guy second. Or if you don't like her, well, maybe you like my style. And this is exactly what happens in every ranked choice campaign. Well, now, was this a ranked choice campaign that we were running this entire time? No. Nobody's thinking about that. They're like thinking, well, which candidate do you like? And then more and more candidates started coming in. This is the way your Republican Party is being run. Think about that for a second. Does this sound in any way, shape, or form to be a conservative, Republican way of doing things? After what we experienced in 2020? Shouldn't somebody be responsible for this doubt? Don't you think someone needs to be responsible? Don't you think somebody should be held accountable if this uh, ends up going down this way? Because it's our understanding, since we started this whole thing, is you're looking to get a certain number of votes, which would also encourage a number of people to go ahead and why don't we have 134 candidates so you can have 134 votes and maybe some one of your friends will say, I don't want to do it anyway, and give that one vote, and you get two votes, and you win. Could have gone that way. Or how about we just did it right, and we would have taken on my lawsuit to go ahead and open this up to actual Republicans who wanted to vote and do a 30 and a 60 day and compound it. But we didn't do any of that stuff. This is where we find ourselves likely, potentially right now. Not sure if it's coming down. I'm sure hoping that my little stump speech here will encourage those powers that be at the state Republican office to think about this a little bit differently and not come on with the, come up with this late-breaking strategy to try and prevent me from becoming the CD1 nominee. I certainly hope that. Because you probably called, you reached out to people who are like, huh, that guy has a lot of damn votes. What's he doing? How come there's so many people supporting him? Dowd, how many votes did I lose the uh, party chairmanship back in <laughs> Are December? We still, are we still trying to figure it out? We're Initially still, one, right? Initially one, maybe 29, who knows how many. Anything else on ranked choice, choice uh, voting before? Wait, I, there's, there's so much, just very quickly, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Burlington, more. Vermont, all right? There's no, mean, I'm not familiar with that one. Burlington, Vermont is Taos, Santa Fe, Madison, Wisconsin, uh, Berkeley, California on steroids. Okay, Burlington, Vermont is the town that gave Bernie Sanders his start in politics, okay? In, I'm trying to figure out the year here. They had ranked choices for choice voting in one of the earliest uh, jurisdictions to uh, to um, uh, uh, adopt it. Earlier this year, Burlington, Vermont, the People's Republic of Burlington, Vermont, repealed their ranked choice voting system. Because what happened in Maine, 61% of the time, the candidate who ultimately had the stuff at the very at the very end, Confusing, right. complicated. These wild promises of how oh we're going to reduce expenditures. It didn't happen in Maine. Uh, and we get back to that con- the, the confusion. This was an interesting op-ed written in New York Daily News. A Pew Research survey uh, found that 34 percent of Republican voters and 32.5 percent of Democrats couldn't name their own party's nominee for Congress. Now voters are expected to have five informed choices in order of preference. 
That's the system you want, ladies and gentlemen? Again, uh, who's on our county commission? Uh, say their names again. Uh, that's a four-to-one uh, advantage. Uh, uh, Piscotti. Piscotti. Anybody, anybody heard about uh, uh, <laughs> county commissioner Piscotti? <laughs> anybody familiar with the Piscotti? No. no. Uh, and, of course, Debbie O'Malley, longtime uh, left-wing politician, and our beloved Stephen Michael Quesada. Four-to-one. Everyone's four heard about one. him. It's like, let's yeah. vote for him. He was on, he was on TV. He. Oh, boy. So there it is, folks. We'll see how it all uh, turns out. Um, hey, it's worked in Las Cruces. They've got a complete majority of far left lunatics majority, running the city down there. It's not a majority. When you have one, it's, it's you, you have homogeneity across the board. I mean, honestly, there's there's a small part of me, and I know you you know this, right? There's a small part of me that hopes that they follow through with this plan because it's just ammo for mm-hmm. weeks, months, years. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and and you know, I won't let, I won't let up. Yeah, it'll be relentless. Don't so, think this uh, there's, is going a, there's away. a part of me that will never let these people forget their choice to do this. Can you really see this as a direct assault on your candidacy? Uh, I was told. Oh, you were told. So yeah, yeah. It's not a speculation. You know. No, no, no. I know how ranked choice voting is, and I, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, we can talk about our IQs all day long uh, here, but you and I figure out things to think faster than anybody else that we know. You know, we're not bragging. It's just somehow God endowed us with a certain level of intelligence and we're thankful for it and we respond very quickly and we get things we might be weird might be dysfunctional in some ways Dowd and I but you know I think we operate at a very high level and communicate at that same level so we can provide information the way I see it I put the fun in dysfunctional ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's good alright and, and I'm in a good mood I really to be quite honest I, I really am in a good mood uh, we fired off that email I was very thankful well, one of the things I'd like for you to look up uh, if you don't mind uh, doubt is look up the conjoined legislation brought in by the late entry into the race by one Mark Moores who voted for the um, Energy Transition Act and as well as uh, you know was working and got some money and funded by legalizing cannabis group. Uh, let's not forget Darren White either. So let's look at this from that standpoint from the legislation that was being proposed which would hopefully have opened up but there was some other terrible thing that was involved in all of this, and this had to do with something very distinctly known as the jungle election. Now, Joe Monahan, a uh, guy, my favorite guy to fight with, I literally just, we just yell at each other. <laughs> it's fun because at the end of the, you know what's really great is we, we agree on nothing. Yet we're just like, totally at each other's throats about stuff. Well, you guys over there, what are you You know, it's it's back and that's fun, right? Everybody knows that I look for that stuff. Okay. Here's what he writes. Uh, Wild Chase for Albuquerque. Congressional seats gets new wrinkles. Lawmaker proposes to bypass party insiders and give voters the say in election. Plus, okay. Intense competition is underway among a pack of ambitious politicos in the embryonic race for the soon-to-be vacant Albuquerque congressional seat, but the rules they play will are not set in stone. The current process of picking the nominees, akin to modern smoke-filled rooms, is under attack, and there could be a major change in the way of the special election to fill the shoes of Democratic Representative Deborah Holland and how it's conducted. Albuquerque Area Democratic State Representative. Well, it's, I wonder if he runs around saying that. I'm the Albuquerque Area State Representative. Uh, Damon Eli. Evil. Confirms to New Mexico politics with Joe Monahan that he will introduce a bill next month at the legislative session that would take the decision of who will be on the ballot away from a small group of Democrat and Republican Party State Central Committee members. Says Eli, an attorney starting his third term. I really like all the candidates mentioned so far, but we should have an inclusive democratic process. I'm, it might be one of the only times I've ever agreed with that man. The 
proceeded to replace uh, are foreign to most voters, but Mr. and Mrs. Albuquerque understand that the election door is closed on them. They have no say on the nominees whatsoever, only that they will vote on them at a special election. Republican uh, Representative Eli's legislation would strip the central committees of their nominating roles. There would be a single election, no primaries. Where, it, I gotta say, I, I prefer that, because I love my chances in, you know, 15 <laughs> people, or two people. Where qualified candidates of all parties would be placed on the ballot. Qualified. That's another thing. Gotta register with the FEC. It's called a jungle election because it includes Dem, R, and Libertarian candidates. California uses the quote-unquote jungle method. What do we also know about California is they love their ranked choice voting for their primary elections. All candidates are on the ballot. Two top voters case off in the general election regardless of party affiliation. He's proposed a variation awarding the Albuquerque congressional seat of future vacancies in one election using what they refer to as ranked choice voting. Uh, look up the legislation that Mark Moore's jumped on board with Damon Eli. Right. Uh, this was uh, SB 254. Introduced when? Uh, let's get the date. Uh, but, but, but of course, it was this, this session. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We're going to actions. February 1st. By the way, if you want to try and charge me with electioneering, you can do so by referring to my lawyer. And then you can also open up the actual election to the entire to the entire population. That's the only way you can charge me with any sort of electioneering. This is education. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it was uh, sent to uh, the original committee on uh, February 1st. Yeah. Uh, it was reported with a due pass out of that one committee and then went six, absolutely nowhere. 6-5 five five with a due pass. Yep, yep. And that legislation was this legislation? Uh, yeah, 254 was the one to fill the vacancies. Uh, let's see. The bill specifies when elections will be held based on how close the vacancy occurs to the next regularly scheduled primary or general. There it is. Based upon what Dowd is saying right there and what he just reported, you have a insider candidate who declared late in Mark Moore's who affiliated himself with ranked choice voting. And did he co-sponsor that with Damon Eli? Uh, he, he sponsored the bill in the Senate himself. I think there was an Eli version in the House. Mark Moore's no other sponsors uh, on this piece of legislation. So it, it was a three tiered system, I guess. Vacancy, if it occurs less than 160 days uh, before a general, if a vacancy occurs between 130 and 160 days before a general, and a vacancy occurs between 63 and 90 days. Percentages, (laughs) right? Is this all waning percentages based upon where, how close we are to the actual election? Mm. Is that it? Mm. Eli is proposing this variation awarding the Albuquerque congressional seat in one election using ranked choice voting. That's the system where voters rank their favorite candidates and currently used in the Santa Fe city elections, everybody. <laughs> Here's the explainer from Ballotopedia. A ranked choice voting system is an electoral system in which voters rank candidates by preference on their ballots. If a candidate wins a majority of first preference votes, he or she is declared the winner. If no candidate wins a majority of the first preference votes, the candidate with the fewest first preference votes is eliminated. First preference votes cast for failed candidates are eliminated, lifting the second preference choices indicated on those ballots. A new tally is conducted to determine whether any candidate has won a majority of the adjusted votes. The process is repeated until a candidate wins an outright majority or 61% of the time dowed in Maine a (laughs) fake majority. False majority. (laughs) The election heavy in the Senate is also Albuquerque. Daniel Ivy Soto could take the heavy lifting to get Eli Bill passed that makes new and dramatic changes as well. Howland 
expected to vacate her seat until March or later because the Democrats have a slim majority in the House and they need her in the, to vote in the early months. So there it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We lay everything else. Did we lay everything out pretty much? Uh, just final note about Weber, how he got the magic yeah, the magic sixty six percent mandate. Yeah, he started off in the first round with thirty nine point two percent, eventually becoming sixty six percent, and that's yeah. how you create a fake majority. <laughs> yeah, and then so the other candidates who were who were in on that first round, since you have the first round. Oh, uh, Trujillo, Noble, Maestas, and Ives. Um, the closest one was Trujillo with twenty four point four percent, and uh, Noble at twenty two point four. If they'd got you know, if in a traditional election, if these candidates had you know, fought it out, and and the the people got the smallest percentage, and the primaries had backed the other non-Weber nominee. Weber would have gotten crushed sixty to forty, uh, but he ended up being mayor. And a lot of liberals in Santa Fe despise Alan Weber. Hate him, yeah, hate, hate him. him, absolutely hate him, and he's running again. <laughs> so I guess uh, one of the things that we can say about this whole entire election is that this whole thing has been pretty dark. Nobody really knows what's going on. Now, I'm not a fan of Wapo. Of the Washington Post, okay, but we do like their header and what they what they write, and there's a level of truth to all of this that they use. And you might remember Bob Woodard, oh, of course, most famous phrase that he popularized is Dowd. Follow the money. Well, that's or was that Hal, Hal, Hal Holbrook? I think it was said yeah, I think that was Hal Holbrook. <laughs> Democracy dies oh, in darkness. That's Bezos's phrase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also it belongs uh, directly to Bob Woodward. Who actually came up with? The oh, he did. I didn't yeah. know. Slogan was introduced on the newspaper's website February twenty second, twenty seventeen. Added to the print copies a week later. Upon its announcement, the slogan generated reaction from other news organizations and various media figures. Wapo first unveiled the slogan via Snapchat February seventeenth, when it launched its Snapchat Discover platform intended for reaching younger readers. Before adding it to its website under the newspaper title, I think if the Republican Party is interested in having young people involved with it going forward, they probably don't want to go this direction. Jenny George, newspaper's communications director, said the phrase had been used internally within the company for years before being officially adopted. Democracy Dies in Darkness was the first slogan to be officially adopted in the Post in the 140-year history. According to the newspaper, the phrase popularized by investigative journalist Bob Woodward. He used the phrase in a 2007 piece criticizing government secrecy. Revealed the phrase during a 2015 presentation at a conference when he talked about the last of the President's Men, his book about the Watergate scandal. Woodward said he did not coin the phrase himself, he states, but and he attributed to a uh, very interesting phrase to a judge ruling on the First Amendment case, believed to be from a circuit judge known as Damon Keith. Paper's owner, Jeff Bezos, who attended Woodward's 2015 presentation, used the phrase in a May 2016 interview. The newspaper said it decided to adopt the official slogan in 2016. This started a process which involved a small group of newspaper employees meeting to develop ideas for slogans. The group eventually settled on Democracy Dies in Darkness after brainstorming over 500 different options. The slogan appeared at the end of the post-Super Bowl commercial in 2019, narrated by, well, ironically enough, Tom Hanks. The commercial was the newspaper's first-ever Super Bowl ad. Thank you for all your texts. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us. And uh, we'll continue for the next two hours with our more regularly, normally scheduled programs, uh, which, of course, is going to be us for the next two hours, right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, AM 1490 KRSN, Santa Fe, and 107.1. Maybe Garrett Thornburg heard us today. What do you think? We're up there. Uh, we're going to sue that Eddie Aragon. We're gonna, uh, really? What are you going to do? Love to hear it. Do you, you want it? 
if you sue me, then I get to get to go and prove all the stuff that I know, like in court. Is that right? Because then you got to basically make the determination at any yeah. point whether or not that's liable. Yep, yep. So let's determine what's liable. <laughs> There's a couple of different ways to do things, folks. You can do an IPRA or you can do somebody in court, and then they get to just sit there and, you know, drag it out painfully day by day, week by week, year by year, while you show them all the things that you already told them. Yep. Public information. Thanks for listening. Second hour of next. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage, and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188 Le Chantilly Fine Pastries in the Hoffman Town Shopping Center now has freezer-to-oven meals that feed four to five people. Green chili chicken cheese enchiladas. Green chili cheese mac and cheese is yours with or without bacon. Oh, and don't forget the pastries. Go to cake.theplacelike.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Get the daily news dropped to your inbox every morning at 4 a.m. Sign up now at rockoftalk.chat. Get the conservative calendar, top 10 clips, and links of the day. Local U.S. and global news briefings, all at rockoftalk.chat. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Expected tornadoes are carrying 
to the south. The Calhoun County, Alabama Emergency Management Office says at least five people have been killed in Ohatchee, a small community in the northeast corner of the state. In the town of Pelham, Alabama, there's reports of heavy damage. We've got trees and power lines down. It is essential, please, stay off the road so first responders can get in here to help these people. Public Information Officer Ainsley Allison, Governor Kay Ivey, in a statement offered her condolences to all those impacted. The National Weather Service has issued multiple tornado warnings for Alabama and Mississippi. President Biden held his first official news conference this afternoon where he discussed the surge of migrants at the southern border. The president said while the vast majority of migrants, single people and families are being turned back at the border, kids are being allowed. He announced what he secured from the Defense Department near the the Texas border to help. Secretary of Defense has just made available Fort Bliss 5,000 beds. Be immediately available 5,000 beds in the Texas border. President Biden says that is a good alternative to minors being staged at Border Patrol stations where kids should not be held for more than 72 hours. Grinnell Scott. Fox News. Over a dozen Republican senators head to the southern border tomorrow, led by Texas Senator Ted Cruz, who blasted the Biden administration's handling of the border situation. He ended the Remain in Mexico policy, which was this incredibly successful foreign policy accomplishment, where the Trump administration had negotiated with Mexico that illegal immigrants from Central America would remain in Mexico while their asylum proceedings were moving forward. Many Republicans have expressed concerns that unaccompanied children are being exploited by cartels and human traffickers. America is listening to Fox News. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, with today's low rates, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. With a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, you could consolidate and pay off high-interest debt, tackle home improvements that could add value to your home, or even set aside cash for your child's future education. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. What can give you the technology to refinance easily and save money? Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick loans and total data. Quick confuse may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NLS consumer access. Order number 330. The latest stage to open up age restrictions on COVID-19 vaccines. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis now says starting this Monday, Floridians aged 40 and over will be eligible for COVID vaccine. And a week later on April 5th, Vaccination will be open to all adults 18 and up. He also adds 70% of seniors in Florida are now inoculated. Look at the hospitalization and case rates for senior citizens. They have plummeted since the start of our Seniors First strategy. We want to keep up that momentum. DeSantis also adds that even more retail pharmacies will soon offer vaccine and that Floridians can pre-register online. 
In Broward County, Florida, Evan Brown, Fox News. China takes on Western fashion brands as tensions build over claims of human rights abuses. Chinese state TV is calling for a boycott of clothing store H&M after an old statement resurfaced in which the fashion chain voiced concern about alleged human rights abuses. H&M said last year that it would stop buying cotton from China's Xinjiang province, where the U.S. says minority Uyghur Muslims are being used for forced labor. Other state media outlets Outlets have picked up on similar messages issued by Nike and New Balance. In London, Simon Owen, Fox News. The United States needs to seriously consider the idea of tinkering with the atmosphere to cool the Earth. That's the, according to research by the National Academy of Sciences. It says an emergency plan needs to be explored because extreme weather driven by climate change has gotten worse since 2015, the last time it looked at the issue. The report looks at three possible ways to cool the air, putting heat-reflecting particles in the stratosphere, changing the brightness of ocean clouds, and thinning high clouds and recommends spending about $40 million to examine those options. I'm Lisa Lacerra. This is Fox News. Albuquerque's macro You know, I got to tell you, with the redistricting and all, I mean, maybe if this doesn't work out based upon where I where I might live, I mean, you know, I mean, they'll just probably end up throwing me in for CD3. Hey. <laughs> I'll never get <laughs> rid of any of it. Probably end up, gonna end, end up happening if I would say that. 550-5500. Uh, uh, just a quick note to the, my yes, Republican sir. Party friends, ladies and gentlemen, their website is up and running might want to correct the spelling, folks, of your spelling. of your guest who's coming in in May, uh, Christy Nome. Of course, a huge figure, probably. <laughs> Other than Trump, I would say probably Christy Nome and Ron DeSantis. How did they spell it? Did they, did they really, wait, wait, wait. Did they really spell it Nome, N-O-M-E? No, oh, it's, no. It's even worse than that. Oh. We and all you, know. And, and, you, and let me, wait, let me take a few more guests, please. <laughs> okay, okay. Can I play some, some comedy here? <laughs> you could not spell the South Dakota governor's name. Uh, they spelled it N-U-M-B. Uh, okay. Uh, first, they, first, they first name. First name. Oh, Christy. Christy. Uh, like Chris Christie? Uh, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E? Uh, why? Christy. Like, like Christy from... Come on, knock on Uh, Christy. C-H-R-I-S-T-Y. It's, it's not even close, oh folks. Gosh. We didn't even get the first letter of the first name. This right. is what happens when you don't read. <sighs> this is what happens when you don't even get the first letter right. When you don't read, it's all over. When you don't watch Tucker, her name was featured prominently at the bottom. By the way, Tucker is just getting hit left and right. Oh, Christina, yeah, and, and deservedly so. Oh, you, Okay, you're siding with the governor. Well, huh? I'm not siding with the governor. I'm just thinking that there should take a little bit more time to understand what's happening. Sure, sure. Um, I don't think a nine-minute hit on her for voting against uh, Pieces Parts, Mr. Potato, Mr. Potato Head, and I know I'll probably get slammed for that. Eddie, you were referring to transgender as Mr. Potato Heads. You know, I'm like, no, I wasn't, actually. I'm just saying that we're talking about Pieces Parts, you know, Beans and Franks. <laughs> you know, Vern. <laughs> I can't. You can tell I'm in a good mood, right, Dad? You are. I really, you're, I really you're, actually you're am in a good today. mood. I really am, because you know this 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 
stuff this, the, the headache is over. But now give us the official spelling of Christy Gnome. Uh, that would be K-R-I-S-T-I. Ah. Christy. No, not C-H-R-I-S-T-Y. She's your keynote speaker at your event in May, and you don't get her first name right. And people are supposedly going to travel all the way to Amarillo by, by morning. morning. <laughs> all the way. That's one of the best songs. Yeah, there so. you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so in, in case you didn't get the reference um, to, you know, my Tata's favorite guy to watch. You know, I watch Gunsmoke. I watch Bonanza. I watch all these things with him. But he loved uh, Jack Ritter. Uh, or John Ritter, excuse oh, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Jack, he used to call him Jack Tripper. That's where Jack I got Tripper to. Wells, yeah. like, I'm going to go watch Jack Tripper. <laughs> and I honestly, I think... <laughs> he lives with those two girls. <laughs> well, uh, let me t- let me tell you something. Since we went on the Wayback Machine yesterday, we are going to get into some news uh, very quickly. And we do have to probably talk about SPACs uh, as well. Boy, there it is. A giant hole. There's a hole in the bucket. And it's uh, down at uh, Spaceport, uh, New Mexico. So we'll talk about that. But... Um, you you look at some of these old movies that have been you know out there, Three's Company and all the rest of that stuff. That stuff is kind of coming back, big time. I mean, you, you, it, it, it's there. This is the Three's Company intro. God. Oh yeah, what I was going to say was uh, I think my my daughter actually liked uh, like blondes. He just never told my nana, but she was redhead. Mark. She was a redhead. <laughs> Some so you things you don't tell the wife. <laughs> you, well, it's not that you don't tell the wife. There's certain things you just don't tell redheads, right? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so groovy. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. Please company too. Come and dance on our door. Oh, hello. There's nothing in Larry. Mr. Roper. Larry was always trying to get with Christy. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Ralph. Ralph, the landlord, you know. Don Knotts was uh, much better as the uh, cop without a gun and than he was with as Ralph. It's just it's too creepy. The creep factor was too high. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. Don Knotts, I think my... Okay, so let's talk about COVID, uh, health care, and the salesmanship that's going on right now here statewide with the Democrats taking a victory lap. Oh, your governor, she saved so many lives, she's done so many things. Well, now they're trying to call into a special session, you know, during this time, uh, just in case, you know, you don't remember all the churches being shut down, things are being shut down again. And we've now eased COVID restrictions in 17 counties. But we're calling people back. They can't do Zoom meetings. The special session's happening. And uh, churches are still at 25%, is that correct, I believe, uh, even with sure. the restrictions? Uh, of course, it depends 20. on your, your color status. Yeah, color status. <laughs> but uh, the restrictions being eased in 17. And the New Mexico United, your favorite team, Dowd, yep. has well, a game slated. They are at 25%. And the reason why I think the churches are 25% because New Mexico United, who we hear so much about, are at 25% as well. So these... Uh, latest uh, stats that are coming out. 190,000 positive tests. Number of new deaths, six. Um, negative tests. And this is what I think for so many of you out there, I think kind of boggles the mind. 2.748 million negative tests and all that. New infections, 218. Now, not sure why we're printing this stuff above the fold. I want to say that we've really kind of, you know, gone past this, but if any of our politicians were really wanting to change the, you know, psychology, is that, is that what you say? The, the, 
I don't know, the outlook of our state. I think what they would actually do, what they would focus on, is not talking about COVID, not having any press conferences, not changing any colors at, at this point. We are very sluggish economically, obviously, fourth lowest unemployment rate. But when you're talking about this stuff and, and you're putting this stuff out there, all you're doing, I think, is prolonging the pain for a lot of people. Because other states, namely Arizona, Texas, and Utah, have been open and people are out there spending money because they've got, they're all getting their stimulus checks. And I don't know about you, but I haven't seen a whole hell of a lot of out-of-state uh, license plates. And I also haven't seen a whole lot of people out on the road. People are not masked up other places. New Mexico, all masked up. We've got the highest, if I'm not mistaken, you can double check this, the highest number of people who've been vaccinated. I think we're leading at uh, 19.2% in the country. I don't know what the lowest is. I think it's probably somewhere around 7, 8%. But if we were that high, we want to get things going, you would think that we would want to promote the fact that we've got so many people who are vaccinated and we're okay now. But they're not doing that. This tells me, more than anything, that they're not ready ready to get back to business. That they like this. They like this new normal. And you notice that phrase hasn't been thrown around very much as of late. Are we the highest facts? We are just behind two states, North Dakota and Massachusetts. North Dakota? Yeah. Really? North Dakota's at? Uh, 88.1. We're at 87.6. We're very close. Very close. Oh, no, no, total number of vaccinations. Oh, I meant percentage of population. That's what I was doing. Percentage of vaccination, um, uh, percent of the population vaccinated, I guess is what I mean. 88% has been vaccinated in North Dakota? Uh, percentage of distributed vaccines that have been administered. Administered, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so looking at three things at once. No, that's uh, okay. Yeah, New Mexico, percentage of distributed vaccines that have been administered, 87.6. Massachusetts, 88 North Dakota, 88.1. So of the vaccinations that we've received, we have gotten out the third most. We're the third most efficient. And they're all right across the street from me at Presbyterian's, uh, (laughs) what used to be Honeywell, private sector jobs, now people getting vaccinated. Yeah, cleared out. Uh, The aviation, aeronautical stuff has just been cleared out. That moved to Arizona as well as uh, probably most of your good friends and neighbors, right, at at this point. So I think the psychology, there it is, psychology, that's what I'm looking for. The psychology of what's happening here in the state of New Mexico isn't one to kind of open up. In fact, I think even for the CD1 election, you know, next month's, um, you know, United game, all of that stuff, we're going to continue to be shut down. Are theaters open here in the city of Albuquerque yet? I don't Uh, don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, this is why I wanted to share this, is because I drove to the bank today. I decided, well, I'm going to take the scenic route, and I go all the way up and down Central. There is almost no commerce going on anywhere. Almost 0% of any businesses are actually open. Then I went, I drove all the way through downtown. I was looking to see, uh, uh, I think, the what's the Cowburger place? That that place was, was open. Nobody was there. The Artichoke Cafe uh, seemed to be starting to try and open the pizzeria place i don't think has been open you know maybe they are i don't know but there was it was it was noticeable that there was no traffic anywhere and people were just driving and nothing was open at the corner near the theater uh the pizza place that place was closed that used to be i think pizzeria forget uh, pizza nine sorry i think that was there for a while uh they're closed down 
and then business after business. And do this for yourself, folks. Just drive right down through the center of Albuquerque on Central and try to make a determination as to which businesses are open and restaurants that are down there. Uh, the one place that is open is 505 Central. People were sitting outside and you know going in and get. That's a brand new development. Uh, Mark Baker, a guy who I represented in a commercial real estate uh, uh, transaction, attempted uh, commercial real estate transaction uh, during the time. Great guy, great architect. He's 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 very positive. We don't agree on politics, but he's really trying to take the the city in a new direction. Then you go up on by the university. Obviously, the university isn't open. No, no students. There's like trace amounts of people going back and the forth. people least at risk, and they're not. They they can't go back. Yeah, uh, the the uh, Chipotle uh, parking lot was like half full, which is uh, around a few places. And then you kind of venture off into Knob Hill, and and uh, most places there are pretty much shuttered as well. A lot of empty shops, uh, places shut down. Imbibe, I didn't know this. Their place uh, shut down uh, now up for lease. I mean, all of those places. Uh, Knob Hill uh, Bar and Grill, I think, that was shut down. I didn't see anybody outside on the patio whatsoever there. And it was, a, I wouldn't say it's a hot day or a warm day for spring, but, I mean, you could easily eat outside or do anything. And then, obviously, we know that Kelly's uh, some time ago uh, had closed. So, the point being this, we have less restrictions, we're easing restrictions, um, the counties overall, but every other place, every other state is opening up, but we're really hampering our psychology every single time that we're really focused on these numbers and what we're doing. I think we got to cool it with the COVID numbers. we got to cool it with the COVID stories or how we're, you know, I, the ironic thing, doubt is I'm driving past some of these story, stores. They're saying we're all in this together. I'm like, no, we're not. No, we're not. Never have been. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You're just, you know, then there's another one that says uh, in front of the yeah, no, I'm going to get this wrong. Matanza, right? I think that place is wasn't open, and it says Albuquerque strong across the windows. I'm like this isn't strength. This doesn't look like strength uh, going on here in the city of Albuquerque. And earlier in the week, I told Dowd, I said, uh, should we pull out that article about uh, Tim Keller's relaunch? Now he's really running against two no names, and Manny Gonzalez has not jumped into the race yet. Uh, I'm not sure when he's going to make his announcement. Uh, on that, but he has filed some paperwork, but he's going to make an announcement. But the front page, was it Monday? I think it was Monday. I think so. Uh, on the bottom left fold, it says, Albuquerque needs to stay the course. <laughs> the course. <laughs> the course of failure and loss and depression. Uh. But what are we trying to stay the course on? Have you, have you looked at this city lately? Have you seen the number of empty storefronts and stuff that are there? You don't think it's time for radical change in the city of Albuquerque mayorship? I think there's any time to fire your, fire your mayor and fire your governor and fire all these politicians. This would be the time to go ahead and do that. If you're thinking about running and you're a, a big businessman here in town or a community leader or something, can you put your name in the hat, please, for... Um, Mayor, I would love that. There's not enough of the people who actually are running for anything right now. Go ahead and do that, too. It would, it would be, really be nice, change of pace, to see you guys make that level of commitment to get back in there. I, I, I think so. I think that's a, a fair request. Now, the city's finally going in the right direction, according to is that Is that what it is? Yeah, finally. Because all that finally. stuff that happened before, you know, now, in the last, say, year or so, it's really gone in the right after direction. After three years... 
of him at the helm. Uh, I should say, was it 36, 37, 30? After 39 months at the helm for one Tim Keller, right? He started December 1st, 2018, right? Yep. Yeah, so that would be, okay. Doing the math right here. After 30, 39 months at the helm, things are finally going in the right direction. After all that, coming out of this. Well, there's nowhere to go, Tim, but up. I'm sure if you know left from right, up from down, but uh, couldn't get any more bottom of the barrel. Last year was a record-setting year for the number of homicides on the year we hadn't talked about. You know, homicides are now getting passed out. I'm not sure if you've seen this, but they're investigating it, a homicide. They never determined whether or not it is. They're determining whether or not it's going, it is a homicide. And then those numbers never even get counted. I, I swear I see one or two, I don't swear, but I see one of those, one or two of those stories a month. Oh yeah. Where we're trying to make the determination as to whether or not investigating suspicious death. I love that yeah, I love yeah. that phrase. And then and then nothing's ever made a determination on that. So unless the person is dying on the scene, they're not nothing's happening. Because once they hit the hospital, that's not going to count. What trust me on this. Go and read the newspaper as I do every single day and see if there's ever been a homicide that happens after the fact. Never. It's never counted. Oh, they died at the hospital six hours later. It doesn't count. Unless they died on the scene at the place. <laughs> right. They're, they're it wasn't a murder to... because at the time of the shooting, the victim was still alive. Now, if the victim that's died right. later on, that's, true. There's, that's not a homicide. I that's can't... just an unfortunate <laughs> event that happened at the hospital a couple hours later. That's right. Uh, <laughs> COVID. Right? Yep. Unless yep. he's got tire tracks or bullet holes in him, <laughs> it's COVID. Yeah, we just, uh, right? <laughs> Please tell me I'm wrong on any of this. I would love for you to tell me that. Anyway, we got a bunch of texts uh, coming into Cuba because you guys know that I'm right on this. Staying <laughs> uh, the course in New Mexico, death spiral. We don't want to go backwards. We don't want to uh, go backwards. Anyway, last week my friend and I tried to eat at the university area at 8.30 p.m. and we had to go to five different places and couldn't find anywhere to go. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, okay, I'll get to that in a sec. Uh, Eddie, no way those numbers are legit. Uh, Eddie, listen to the Biden recite his speech today, babbling that 50% of this nation will be disenfranchised by his edicts. Is this the new establishment of new demtatorship of the U.S.? Duke. I'll look into that. Uh, I need to think about that. That was too complex for me to react, Duke. i got to be honest. Ranked choice voting segment. A little tedious, but extremely helpful. I'm not at the point of being able to explain it myself, Eddie, but thanks in the Kiva, I am well on my way. Yes, you are. Yes, you are, and you won't vote for it. Uh, this is from Joe from Arizona. In 2012, there was a ballot initiative in Arizona to switch to top two open primary. It was defeated 67-33. Mm. Guess what they're also doing in Arizona? They're also counting all the ballots, 2.1 million ballots. In I'm, I'm very interested in the outcome of that project. You almost hear nothing about it, by yeah. the way. You're going to have to dig in to really find the report. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, badass segment on the ranked choice voting. You're welcome. Puro Burke, you're funny, Eddie. Uh, I love that. Uh, call them out, and I think we did. 550-5500. No uh, weather or traffic today with Rudy. Nothing bad's happened to him. He's just he's busy doing uh, he's busy doing other things right now. So. Just a busy guy. Oh, there we go. We'll be here. Uh, vacuous sloganering. What is that? Sloganering. Sloganering. What does that mean? Um, oh.
Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. On, on, on Ranked Choice. Yeah, yeah. MC. No, it's not on Ranked Choice. You mean oh, Keller. On, on Keller. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it applies to so many different things. <laughs> Maybe that could be our new, instead of stop bagging, start bragging, just back you with sloganeering. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag. <laughs> I like that. What does that mean? Yeah. It could be like uh, Farfig Nugent. Remember the old bumper yeah. yeah. stickers? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? I don't know what Farfig Nugent means. And all of a sudden, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You mean uh, good drivers, the Jetta, the uh, BW. 521 back in four. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at the Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At the Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at the Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771 3937. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns. Defenders of your freedom. Sun's up and dine-in tables are open every day at Sunny Side Up on Manal, Louisiana. Avocado toast, chicken avocado omelet, and any of Sunny Side Up's healthy, tasty lunch choices. Sunny Side Up specials are yours online. Sunny, that's the place I like.com. Hi, I'm Casey Gazzardi. And I'm Joe Gazzardi. At Joe's Pasta House, we have authentic world favorites, classic Italian dishes, and unique new world offerings, including natural hand-cut steaks, wild-caught fish, and local veal. Our focus is on quality ingredients, great atmosphere, and personal service. Come to Joe's Pasta House for a true Italian dining experience. Located at 3201 Southern Boulevard in Rio Rancho, just a quarter mile east of Country Club Drive. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683, 883 the best website and app for radio is abq.fm. Over 60 stations to choose from, including classic rock, grunge, R&B, country, new wave, trance, even faith and gospel. All at abq.fm on your mobile device or computer. Dad, I think we're in deep doo-doo. Is that why everyone keeps buying all the toilet paper? Actually, New Mexico culture is rich. Plus, Monroe's has red chili, green chili, and the best customers in the world to go with it. Boy, Dad, you must really love our customers. I sure do, just like I love you, Stella. Hey, what about me? Of course you too, Ava. 
Great news! Anne Matthews Bridal just received the long-awaited Disney Fairy Tale Weddings Collection. Anne Matthews Bridal has been chosen to handle the premiere of this collection right here in Albuquerque. If you're needing a bridal gown, we look forward to showing this collection along with other top designer collections we carry. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Anne Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's, the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. The Rock of Talk is now available on Roku. Just go to search on your Roku device and type in The Rock of Talk. Then download and enjoy. Watch the show live, on demand, get the top ten news of the day, or watch any of our weekend shows on demand. Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. 528 here in the Kiva on AM 600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, AM 1490 KRSN, and 107.1 as well. I wanted to, uh, I sort of laugh every time I hear the JJ's commercial. They love it. They're good people. They've been doing well during this time and we've been taking care of uh, all of our advertisers but I wonder how many during this uh, baby boom pandemic uh, have decided to name their child Josefo <laughs> right and I met Josefo he's a great many guy many months ago oh, very very, nice very strong handshake right yeah. real man fuerte fuerte as they, they say Josefo I'm still trying to track down the, the theater question for you Eddie it's, it's very interesting it depends on what color code your, your county is uh, Santa Fe is really, I mean, they're in, they're in Santa Fe County's in turquoise, so oh, wow, they're up wow. to, and so I guess the Violet Crown is opening up, but you have to rent it out. So there are parents who are renting these out to, for the kids to play video games on the big screen. Um, some of these other theaters not doing so well. Regal, nobody knows what's going on with Regal. They may never open again. Um, but I guess they're at 50% because they're in the turquoise level. Of course, in Bernalillo and Sandoval, we're still at yellow, so not good for us. You never know with this show, Dad. No, just going. I can only imagine who you're calling. <laughs> I don't think it's the governor this time. We'll see. Republican Party headquarters? No. Five rings. Trying to see if anything picks up at this point. I mean. 4,983 Google reviews, and you have a 4.6. That's pretty darn good. That's a good business. That is. What'd you say? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah that is, uh, was that ring eight on that? Let's do it again. Showtimes, showtimes.com, they're 4.9 out of 5. Facebook, they have a 4.5 out of 5. Family is the best comfy chairs, friendly staff, yummy snacks. Oh, 
Ooh, what is that? That's the fax machine. What is that? Do you hit the fax? Eventually defaults to the fax. That is Century Rio 24-plex in XD, the premier movie place Mm -hmm. here in Albuquerque in in New Mexico. There it is. That's that's what you got. Uh, Everyone's passing by. You can see Bobo's. Bobo, you go have some beers at Bobo's today, right? No, but you can't go to a movie because it is closed. Uh, what was the other place? Regal. We had the other uh, the uh, Winrock theaters. I, re- I remember the old Win- Winrock theaters, um, which was very cool. Uh, uh, Regal nationally, the parent company said they are opening. They are starting to open April second, but there's no word on whether Regal here in New Mexico will ever be reopened. So this is the Regal Winrock IMAX RPX. Uh, same thing. Okay. These are the two. These are the two premier places in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're saving people a lot of headaches right here. Maybe we should just be happy that we have um, Netflix, right? That we're just giving them a bunch of money because you know everyone's. Hello, and thank you for calling Regal Cinemas. Regal has temporarily suspended operations at all theaters until further notice. Mm. This is in response to an increasingly challenging theatrical landscape and sustained key market closures. We look forward to serving you again as soon as possible. If you would like to connect with us, please visit regmovies.com slash contact us. All right, so no movie theaters, no going out. Uh, My favorite activity to do with the kids was going to the movies, especially those... You know what was really good was the early morning Sunday. Oh yeah, the, like at ten a.m. Oh yeah, because you like own the theater and you can scream and nobody really cares, mm-hmm. and you get to sit right front and center. And there's quite there's nothing like sitting there watching you know one of those Marvel movies with your kids or like, and then and then going afterwards. I mean, and this is like an expensive date with the kids. It's fun, but but you know what? It's in in a way those memories they last forever. I just remember sitting there. We were watching. Uh, I don't know, one of the latest Hulk or Spider-Man movies or something like that. <laughs> well, if you want to take a drive, Violet Crown, okay, open Friday with a new business model that allows guests and groups to enjoy private showings. Uh, what does that mean? It's the only thing. Why do I want a private showing? I want to go to the damn theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, um, how, I don't need a private showing. You can pick I can the go movie. buy an 80-inch flat screen. Right, right. You can pick the movie you want. You can even bring your DVD or VHS what? tape. Um, That's how much not is a it? movie theater. It's a hundred bucks for let's see, up to thirteen people. Theater no. voters can rent a screen for no, fifty to a no, hundred no. for a group of one to thirteen. No, yeah, you want, but the collective experience of going to a theater where you're all laughing at the same joke or you're all marveling at you know some fantastic special effect. That's that's not the same when you have no 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 that's people. not a theater yeah that's what is going on yeah, so, a lot of homes have their own home theaters anyway so here's, here's another one we got uh, Icon uh, this will be the last one these are people I believe from Roswell who invested some serious money to create the first uh, truly and I've seen a lot of movies there I used to I used to live right right there so beautiful right there at Tramway and Central and. My kids love popcorn. My kids just run around eating popcorn all day. Oh, I remember those days. I hope someone someone picks up. This would be amazing. So we're calling all the theaters, folks, uh, FYI, for your information here. Just trying to get some level of interest uh, because who who wants to watch any more movies at home? Who wants to do anything at home? Nobody wants to. I I hate being at home, period. Like, I don't want to be home. Like, going to work or, you know, talking to people or out doing things. Here we go. What was that? Ring five, ring six, ring seven. 
<sighs> I don't know that there is a better reflection of the mindset psychology of the city of Albuquerque, the state of New Mexico, than the fact that in the place where we... Are we still number one on the list uh, for theater making, right? Movie making, right? Number one place to do business for making movies. Clint Eastwood was here. We're all open. But you, the irony, it's not lost on anybody here. You can't actually go to the movies, right? Wasn't it cool back in the day when you can, like, sneak in a, a fifth with all your friends? And, <laughs> you know, it's like everyone, everybody get a Coke. You bring the six packs of Cokes. You got one, you got one, you got a fifth, and we're just like going to, we'll pour it across the aisle, and we'll just make fun of whatever's coming on. That's what we used to do. That was fun, right? You got out there and you went with like a gang of 10, 12 people. Like, that's plenty. <laughs> Everyone's having Jack and Cokes, you know, just hanging, hanging out. Punk teenagers. Guy would come down and shine the flashlight in your eyes. No, it, <laughs> everybody did it. That's what you did on Friday night. Remember, you're like, it, it was a premiere. Everyone was stacked oh, side yeah. by side. They're, they're sitting there waiting for the latest um, sure. movie to come out. I remember waiting in line for Batman in 1989 with my high school buddies. Wow. Yeah. You never did the Star Wars thing. Right? No, no. That was so, anyway. So there it is, folks. Uh, should not be lost on you. More corporate welfare. Netflix is getting it. They're wanting you to stay at home. Uh, I'm not a subscriber, Dowd. I believe you are not a subscriber. I am. Uh, I'm wrapping up my last show right now, and then the only paying service I have will be uh, HBO, and even that will be going eventually to. Good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I think it's a good. But I, I cut the cord long before a lot of people did. It's been uh, 14 months since I cut the cord. I cut the cord before COVID. Uh, Ted Turner gets no money from me. Got to starve that beast. Yep. That's what you got to do. And I believe out of all the states, if I'm not mistaken, New Mexico is the only state now that has the restrictions on movie theaters. And nothing's being made about that. We are also the most restrictive state overall, oh, yeah. as uh, was put out by uh, Glenn Beck, which I'm going to play for you once again. Uh, the so the worst understand. management. He did a really sophisticated uh, analysis, you know. Um, what, what did you get for your lockdown? Uh, New Mexico, very, very little. A lot of what unemployment, I guess. COVID restrictions eased in 17 counties. Hey, you can go watch this, this, and this. You know, if you want to go to the uh, um, COVID-restricted uh, Albuquerque United game, you can go to that. How do you remember smoking cigarettes at the movie? <laughs> they used to put out the little notices. One of the actual movies I watched on, uh, on, on Internet at some point was watching all the old drive-in theaters. You know, we don't have. We used to have a great drive-in theater, which is now a car lot, which is now not a car lot anymore. It's not. It was right next to uh, the Big Eye. Oh yeah, which is between Lexus and Bubba's. Right, right. People like to go to Bubba's, stop off at the Big Eye, and then uh, head on over to grab a car. I guess I don't know. <laughs> but uh, they used to have a great um, theater right there, a great drive-in movie theater. They used to go like all the time. I remember I think the last time I went. Was like uh, nineteen. It was a Bruce Willis film. I remember that. Oh. That's about all I remember. Uh, and what about Flick's Brew House? That was an awesome place to go. Did Flick's pull out of the of the uh, movie business here? And I don't think they did. Hopefully they didn't. Flick's ABQ. Let's uh, let's try them. Hopefully hopefully they're open. They look like they might be open. This this would this could be a plus. Website is up. No show times though. <laughs> well, let's just try. Another another business that we can you know get out there and. You know. Thank you for calling Flix Brewhouse. <clears throat> Due to the rising concerns around the uh, novel coronavirus, Flix Brewhouse is temporarily closed. To contact us, please visit our website at flixbrewhouse.com. Thank you for understanding. 
Why would anybody? Why would anybody want to contact them if you're not open? <laughs> What's there to talk about? Zero people would want to contact. Them. Like well, the, a lot of those temporary closures have become permanent closures. Yeah, too. so there you go. So am I lying on any of the stuff on Knob Hill, Down Central, Downtown, and, oh, we're open, and uh, 401Ks are going through the roof, all these big companies are doing this, that, the other, and people have all this money, but no place to go. How about the malls? Right? Do you think about the malls and the places they go? And if you're if you're thinking that this is some sort of trivial segment in any way, shape, or form, there's no better reflection of the stuff that we're talking about than that right there. Looks uh, ABQ. Uh, Drive-in Los Lunas, big guy, is open. Oh, the oh. drive-in in Los Lunas. What Interesting. Is, what, what is going on at the drive-in in Los Lunas? Let's, let's, let's check this out. Drive-in Los Lunas. I want to make sure that uh, I don't want to drive in Los Lunas because that drive in Los Lunas movies. We want to put that on the back of that, and we'll see what we come up. Badlands Drive-In and uh, Starlight Cinema. That's got to be... You drive past that place all the time. I feel like Starlight Cinema has been closed forever. I don't think that the new local drive-in theater welcome moviegoers Friday night. There we go. Uh, there we go. This this is a place where you guys can watch a movie. <laughs> Believe it or not. Oh, here in New Mexico. <laughs> For this real. Great. <laughs> here it goes. Uh, right there, New Mexico Taxation Revenue. The department begins issuing $600 rebates. Of course, that's the top story. Of course, that's the top story. This one is called uh, the Village of Los Lunas. Uh, it was built at the old BMX track on Highway 314. Why does Los Lunas get everything right? Huh? They seem to uh, gatherings up to, except for opening up. Once gatherings up to 40 people. Here we go. I don't have the name of this thing, but um, literally doesn't have a name. This is a poor news story without the name. It's basically just providing a link. You got to go to some other link outside of it because maybe they didn't pay for it. It's like, uh, let's see, Badlands Driving. There it is. Okay. Huh. So LosLunas.gov is actually promoting this, but it's called. Okay, got it. So here it is. It's not every day. This is actually put on by the city by the city of Los Lunas. Okay, so here it goes. Ten dollars a vehicle. What are you going to do? Ten dollars a vehicle. Four hundred dollars for a movie. Just to say that you have a movie. Footloose. Uh, Back to the Future. Uh, weekend lineup. Uh, tickets will go on sale Monday, March the 15th. Not exactly an updated uh, list, but, hey, it's better than nothing, literally. So it's got all the lists of everything that you can do, and then they're trying to sell advertising as well. New Mexico is so far behind the times, I don't even know what to say. I mean, That's why you got to vote for me. I, I can move this place forward just every single day. It's like, Congressman Aragon comes in and tells Las Lunas, or uh, tells Albuquerque that they need, they need to open up. Fights with governor, fights with mayor, <laughs> fights with everybody, fights with his own party to try and open things back up. 542, back and forth. Cellophane flowers never happened for me. Sleeping the day off, watching the night fall, covering nowhere. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. I need something sweet. Chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream jelly, mouth-watering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. And not just from anywhere. It must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. Sun's up and dine-in tables are open every day at Sunny Side Up on Manal, Louisiana. Pumpkin pecan waffle with Sunny Side Up's own banana nut syrup and pumpkin iced coffee. Sunny Side Up specials are yours online. Sunny, that's a place I like.com. 
Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tanrio Westlight. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tanrio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. This is Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171. or you can email him directly, Michael at MichaelTrujillo.com. That's Michael at MichaelTrujillo.com. <sighs> the cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and I have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now. 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. The Rock of Talk TV is now available on your computer or for Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire. To download your version, just visit rockoftalk.tv and go to the app section to get the download link for Rock of Talk TV. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast, reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. You trusted your home or business security to the local company with an armed response. They sold out, and now you got selected. 
Now your security is on the brink of being bought out by a national corporate giant. I'm Aaron Jones, owner of International Protective Service, IPS. IPS isn't for sale. I'm invested here and care about your home and business security like it's my own. Let the highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols of IPS protect what's yours. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Uh, there it is. And then uh, the COVID restrictions. All of that stuff uh, right there. 
on the front page, ironically enough. So, uh, is New Mexico, is Albuquerque moving in a positive direction? Well, you could say so, because there's no other direction for it to actually move at this point. The rest of the country is now leaving us behind. Uh, Gleaming the Cube was a skateboard movie he was in. Mm. Never heard of it. Do you, do you even know that? Christian uh, Slater Broken was Arrow, the one with John Travolta and the nuclear warhead. I think they filmed that in New Mexico. Christian Slater was in Mr. Robot. Doesn't yeah, the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, TV show. I, yeah. it, I, I, it gave me a headache after the first couple episodes. I just had to give up on it. Too complicated. Uh, Eddie, thank you for calling them. Uh, the calls are great. Like when you call the governor's office. Thank my lucky stars that I would never be the person to answer one of your challenging calls. You are right enough, though. It was very telling. Albuquerque is definitely not open for business. There you go. Uh, and he dropped Netflix back in 2019 when I realized the original content had one message. Humans are evil and will destroy the world. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Floyd! Floyd! I remember Floyd from True Romance. He's the one who's, uh, you know, that, uh, Floyd, you know, the character of Floyd. Oh, that's, yeah. uh, that's Brad Pitt. Yep. He's sitting on the couch and he yep. failed to uh, restock the paper on the roll. That's right. Yeah, and he's stoning out. And I think Val couch. Kilmer was the, the, the imaginary Elvis, Elvis in, in his yeah. mind, yeah. Loved you, Clarence. Always have. Always will. Always will. <laughs> Quick, is Taggett, MBD, and Edgewood open back up? I don't know. We're willing to go in and do a free COVID sanitization fogger treatment. Complimentary on our behalf. I think that was one of the ladies who called in who got Indeed. shut down. Indeed. Indeed. Is that what happened? She was ratted out by a Karen, I think. Remember? Yeah. We talked to her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Karen. Uh, the PSYOPs and the play-by-play -play political players are so easily vetted here in New Mexico. We have an inherent confidence deficit. Thus, our repeated claims blue-blooded Spaniard origin. But the emphasis should not be from whence we came, but when did we accomplish with our acquisition upon arrival. That's our Achilles heel. Uh, we never moved ahead. The textbook for my class in the Mexico government was taught by one of the authors, Dr. St. Clair. Thankfully, it was not by Christopher, Christopher Garcia, disgraced you and president. Was Chris Garcia the one who had porn in his... Uh, uh, he was a an online curator of... He was matching up uh, Johns and Ladies of the Evening, I believe. He was... Uh, that's what he got himself involved in. I'll, I'll, I'll check that. The Paul Simon song, song, Late in the Evening. That was a great one. That one you're talking about, Late in the Evening? Yeah. Or Ladies of the Evening? <laughs> Which was it? I'm trying to ask. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still looking up Chris Garcia. Yes, he got in a little trouble. Ex-UNM professor... Discusses link to Tawdry website. Yes, he had Tawdry. a yes, Tawdry. We don't get that word. Really Tawdry. Often. That, is, that is underused. It is really. I think it's one of my it's one of my more favorite words. Tawdry. Well, you, you, I don't know what about the word Tawdry uh, uh, brings a smile to my face. Why must we always squander our heritage? Maybe we should define it more fully, especially now that the new Breaking Border show begins. Notice the silence. Okay, that's from Sean. Uh, Eddie, give a shout out and let the people know what the surrounding metro areas of CDC can vote for you. They can't do anything. You are restricted. Democracy dies in the darkness. Uh, interesting uh, info on Broken Arrow movie. That would uh, have been classified as an empty quiver event in the real world. Were they trying to appropriate the Native American culture? That is actually oh, a good point. Wow. Big, big. Yeah, yes, good, good point. point. Uh, Young Guns 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, my first marriage actually happened in Sarrios. Do you know what the word Sarrios means? Town, town in New Mexico. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, but you know what Sarrios is? No, look I'm it up. Sorry. It matches. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because uh, the whole it wedding went, we went to Mary's Bar after. She was, uh, she had been operating that bar continuously for like sixty some odd years, and you walk in, and I think I think she had like a Mister Pib from like seventy seven. <laughs> <laughs> there was some, there was some snack cakes in the back too, and uh, you know an old. Uh, 
an old uh, Tom's, uh, you know, snack dispenser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it was t- is Tom still making stuff, or do you, can you only get that stuff at Texaco Station, somewhere between El Paso and Carlsbad? <laughs> right? I, uh, like, that's the only thing you can do. That's funny. Uh, Tadri, you guys are killing me. Oh, you guys like Tadri. Uh, that's uh, that's good stuff. If I really want to, if you want to be killed, ladies and gentlemen, do what I did last night and watch the video Eddie recommended on the uh, Malaysian Air 370 because Eddie, that really blew me. That? It's only about 24 minutes. I mean, it's not yeah. going to occupy your whole night, but oh, does it blow you out of the water? Holy cow! <laughs> that is a genuine. I mean, we know a little more than nothing, but not much more than nothing. Yeah, that's as much <sighs> of nothing as you could ever. But it's uh, wow. no, no no different than D.B. Cooper. Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. So well Cooper done. Like, this thing. is a guy in Switzerland I told you. using his own software. I told and it's you. just it, that, is, that is Hollywood quality documentary. Beyond Hollywood quality. It's you don't get fantastic. that out of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy is, he's a whiz. Dynamite. Yeah. Dynamite. Uh, by the way, you ever see that movie? So, Tajri, showy but cheap, but of poor quality. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it, it sounds like you're taking a trip up and down Bourbon Street, really. Yeah, Tawdry. Yeah, I know we went. Schlocky, we, went yes. <laughs> we have that in the Northeast. Uh, Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. No, no, no. We're not going to watch any of that stuff. So, oh, was he there you go. Was he really? He there been. we go. See, this is what happens when you have movies and entertainment and all the rest of that stuff. So, you know. The hard political talk once in a while, you know, I can I can afford to check out. And Somebody got after me yesterday because I wasn't doing the hard, charging political talk. And I did most of my airplane crash commentary based upon what I was consuming. I think it's interesting if you if you've been listening long enough, you're sort of getting rewarded off of the things that I'm consuming lately based on this certain uh, ele- elevated level of stress, and I'm operating at a very high, like a fighter pilot, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, like you're elevating at a very high level, and you can't turn down the OODA loop, right? The OODA. O- oh, that's right. Observe, orient, yes. decide, there you act. Go. There the you four go. parts of the OODA loop. Yeah. And that's what I've been trying to tell people. I've been trying. And any time I'm talking to this, I said it relaxes me because it's so incredibly logical and without emotion that you have to operate with this this environment. And there's a yes no. Yep, the decision yep. tree matrix is satisfied by the ultimate glory of landing or death, which is the ultimate tragedy, right? And as you saw all those movies, what did they start out with? It was really interesting, wasn't it? They started out with this very looming, brooding, very dark music. You're like, oh, my gosh, what am I about to embark on here? It's like an opera, right? The opus from the opera, you start out with the orchestra. It's like ramping up, and it takes you through all the moods of what you're about to get for the next two to three acts. And you're, you're looking at this, and you're saying to yourself, uh, what's about to happen? What's coming? Right? Or the opening scene of a very bad... You know, horror movies are no different than operas in that way. Right? You, watch, you ever watch a, uh, the opening of a horror movie? Okay. Yeah, just sort of, it, there's this level of disorientation, right, okay. that you have to, like, look at, and you're like, okay, well, that totally, like, threw me for a loop. And that disorientation, that unsettling, lays the groundwork for the rest of the movie, right? And I think that's what happens when you're first looking at that. Like, you're not beginning with the end. You're beginning with what happened, what was the pivotal moment in that mm-hmm. scene, and then, oof, you're rushed into, you know, an hour and a half of... Um, jostling of your emotions, even physicalness uh, when you're it's sitting It's like life in New Mexico. Disorientation <laughs> and then the jostling yes. of your emotions. There you go. Very well, you yeah. thought this was going to be the land of enchantment and uh, all of a sudden you're whisked away into this. Looking for what's going on? things were so beautiful. Yeah. Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. <laughs> if there was any place to film the Twilight Zone, New Mexico would Come be here. here. Huh? Imagine a world... 
558. Back on the top of the hour, Fox News Hour 3 is going fast. And uh, glad you're getting plenty of our free-form radio here this afternoon. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solatone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. This is The Rocker Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Silicera, Fox News. Parts of Alabama ripped apart by suspected tornadoes. The Calhoun County Emergency Management Office says at least five people have died. In Shelby County, there's heavy damage. The uh, tornado came into Shelby County around the city of Helena, causing damage there, coming through Pelham, where it really damaged, really started uh, to be very serious damage was on Highway 119, close to Her- Herdmont Park. Shelby County Sheriff John Samaniego in Birmingham. Dozens of homes have been damaged, but no serious injuries have been reported. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp has signed into law a sweeping reform of state elections. It further secures our absentee ballots by mail by requiring a photo ID requirement, which the vast majority of Georgians support. It also is adding... Um, days uh, of early voting on the weekend. So we're actually expanding the right to vote in Georgia. But Democrats and voting rights groups say the law will disproportionately disenfranchise people of color. Democratic State Senate Minority Leader Gloria Butler said the the measure was full of voter suppression tactics. The measure comes after the state law record turn, state saw record turnout in the 2020 election and went from red to blue. In his first official news conference this afternoon, President Biden said he's not ruling out the possibility of U.S. troops staying in Afghanistan through the end of the year. He said if we leave it has to be in a safe and orderly way. We're in consultation, I said, with our allies and partners and how to proceed. And Secretary Blinken is meeting in Brussels this week with our NATO allies. Uh, particularly those who have forces there. In a peace agreement, the Trump administration negotiated with the Taliban. The U.S. agreed to a full troop drawdown by May 1st. America is listening to Fox News. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket Technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. What can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. 
That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information appraisal and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Three weeks before a huge ship that's blocking the Suez Canal is free. Salvagers are likening it to an enormous beached whale. More than two days after one of the world's largest container ships got stuck in the Suez Canal, tugboats are trying and struggling to move it. Egyptian authorities say more than 150 ships are backed up at either end of the waterway, unable to enter what's normally one of the world's busiest shipping channels for trade. The ship is roughly the size of a skyscraper. In London, Simon Owen, Fox News. The Biden administration has set a goal to cut the cost of solar energy by 60% over the next decade as part of an ambitious plan to stop using carbon-based fuels for electricity by 2035. The Department of Energy, of Energy says for the U.S. power grid to run entirely on clean energy within 15 years, which is a key pillar of President Biden's climate change agenda, Solar energy will need to be installed as much as five times faster than it is today. It's committed to spending $128 million to help reach that goal. Marijuana could be legalized in New York under a new deal struck by lawmakers. The deal paving the way to legal weed has been proposed as part of New York's state budget due a week from today. It came just hours after Governor Andrew Cuomo said it was essential to the state's social and economic well-being. To say we're going to stop it is not an option. It is here. The only question is, do we regulate it here? Do we gather the revenue here? The New York Post reports that would allow New Yorkers over 21 to legally buy and possess up to three ounces of pot for their personal use. Licensed dispensaries could begin sales as early as December of next year. A 9% state tax on those sales could bring in $300 million annually. In New York, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. And I'm Lisa Lacerra. This is Fox News. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.
six in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. A horse with no name by the greatest name of any band ever, America. Amerigo Bespucci. He did not get that, by the way. Rudy missed on that. Uh, if you are talking about that desert, that was actually written by a man by the name of Bunnell. Um, Dewey Bunnell, and he says that he remembered his childhood here in New Mexico and driving through Arizona as well when his family lived at Vandenberg Air Force Base. He explained that the horse with no name was a metaphor for a vehicle to get away from likes confusions into a quiet, peaceful place. And uh, there you go. Some uh, references here um, to Salvador Dali as well. The first two demos were recorded. Uh, and as well as M.C. Escher, a uh, little surrealism. I, I was actually delving into uh, one of the movies that Salvador Dali starred in because uh, the guy, Buñuel, uh, was actually born in the province where my name originates, which is Aragon province. And uh, it was one of the most shocking uh, um, movies ever made. It's a surrealist movie. Uh, it's Un Chien. Uh, look it up if you could. Un, uh, Un Chien Andalu. Okay. And uh, it's uh, if anybody's ever taken an art history course or anything like that, you have the uh, opening scene where the eye is severed open, and then you see at the very end of the film as uh, the sailors walking away with the the woman. It's 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 a beautiful movie. Nineteen twenty nine. Yeah, nineteen twenty nine. Yeah, exactly. Um, But the 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 name actually means an Andalusian dog, um, but it's sort of like you know when people say that things are surreal. This is where that this comes from, um, and Louis Buñuel uh, was a famous Spanish uh, filmmaker, and uh, he actually financed this with a loan from his mother, uh, and it played in France. You know, the, the Spanish really in that era in the Aragon region, Aragon, I guess I should say, are really French people. Uh, that's one oh, of the things okay. that should be. Yeah, they really are, and you know, one of the in the largest city in Aragon is Zaragoza, uh, which is. Um, very uh, the landscape is very much like what you see here in New Mexico you know the craggy rocks mm-hmm. that you see in, in northern New Mexico and Taos and that area the beautiful vistas you know if you, you go to the Taos Gorge and all that like you're going to see very similar landscapes and you have to wonder if the people who came from Spain by way of Mexico City which my people did and uh, three families from Mexico City uh, Aragon, Quintana and uh, Mendoza, and then the other 28 families from northern uh, New Mexico all came there. If they actually selected it because of how much it reminded them of their homeland, they had an affinity for the coming. landscape. Yeah, I think so, and I think it, it's really in your soul. You know, in in wine, we talk about terroir, which is the landscape that ultimately creates the flavor that's in the grape that gives you the type of wine that you have. And I think there's a lot of that involved in all this. So Unchien Andalu, uh, you got to check that out. It's about 20 minutes long. More for your viewing pleasure there, young Dowd, uh, yes, and indeed. all that. And I have to now you branch see. out my silent films because basically all my silent film interest is Buster Keaton. So this is a little more highbrow than my Buster Keaton silent films. So. Uh, my uh, <laughs> art history professor, uh, David, I can't think of his last name. He taught uh, modern art 250 over at the University of New Mexico. He was actually kind of at the forefront of all that. I did. You know that I did a lot of art history. Yeah. Um, 
And you uh, have a lot of high culture. It's, it's. Uh, I don't know if it's high culture. Well, it's opera just, and art history. I mean, that's yeah, you know, but it's you know, uh, opera's not high culture. You know, people just went to go party, have a good time, eat and drink, and watch people put on a play that they sang because they were bored with people like miming it out. Oh. They didn't want you know people just to talk and sit up there on stage, so they developed this whole thing, and then they. You know, brought in the and and they get angry. These were like angry kind of drunk people. Oh, really? And they, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole like background to opera to it, and you know, opera is like you know, sight, sound, smell, uh, flavor. Like it's yeah. all there, right there. And they get they get literally angry at the actors if they didn't perform well. Oh, wow. And they start. You know how people throw roses today? Oh, oh yeah, sure. You know, it's like oh, uh, you know, the the uh, soprano or the the main. The, uh, the heroine, you know, of the of the of the opera. That's not what they call her. I, I, I'm missing you right now. The diva. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, the main. They throw her roses at the end, or sure. you know, they go to the main performer, you know, Placido or Luciano, or any of those guys back in the '80s and '90s, or Leontine Price. Oh. You know, Kiri Takanawa. I'm not a fan of her. She's Australian. Not a fan. I don't okay. like her singing. Okay. Uh, I like Leontine Price. Okay. Uh, you know, she's she's a sister to Dionne Warwick. Wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. It, Dion Warwick's family. Well, because so, yeah, it's Whitney Houston, right? <laughs> Leontine Price, like the greatest, greatest pop singer that you've ever seen. Uh, Dion Warwick. It's insane. Go read about Dion Warwick. I, she's still alive. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Um, I know she filed bankruptcy like what ten years ago because well, the Psychic Friends Network didn't. Uh, oh, she was doing that. I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> Call me now. <laughs> what was the name of that Princess woman? Leo. <laughs> Uh, Marie Dion Warwick, born in 1940. Oh, she will wow, turn she's 80. 81 year, years old in December, wow. and she's very much alive. Huh? Yeah. Didn't we almost have it all? I love those Bird Bach Rock hits, you know? And, uh, <laughs> I was trying to talk about opera. Is the people in the audience would literally launch their food at you? Oh. They would throw bread and tomatoes at you because they wanted you off the stage because you were so bad. Wow! Yeah, that's and food meant a lot back then. There was there wasn't a lot. a lot of food yeah, around. And every single one of these these opera shows, or like you could go and read. I used to read all of the uh, librettos, not the actual librettos, but like the synopsis of the librettos. Like you could watch the read the opera, and I used to read the hundred greatest operas and the stories that are behind them. Like. Every single story in an opera is the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. Oh, really? They really are. Read, read, just, just go through like, you know, the, the setups of them. Any opera that's out there, the hundred greatest operas uh, that are out there, and they're like, wow, that's the most impractical thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, no, th that type of thing would never happen today. Okay, you know, it's just, it's very is it like, like melodramatic or just too ridiculous. Too ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, you know, like Madame Butterfly would be like the most, you know, Pinkerton and all. It's just like the most ridiculous. No. He's not going to go ahead and, you know, slice himself up so he can be with, you know, a Japanese, you know. Anyway. I don't know how we go. Back to the Psychic time. Friends Network. Call <laughs> <laughs> me now. Uh, yeah, so MC Escher, Salvador Dali, that's how we got into all of that. Um, do you remember when all the college kids used to hang up the MC Escher and, oh, and they would, like, uh, like uh, you know, high-fluted uh, education of themselves? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, a, he's got an MC Escher. Oh, right next to the, to the Chairman Mao poster. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or the chair, uh, the 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 motorcycle. Oh yeah. Uh, what, what's that one? I know oh, the girls. That. The girls in my era, they yeah. all had the Sting, an Englishman in New York, where he's huh. got the violin. They really? all had it on their walls. They love that guy more than any, you know the tantra. You know Sting. They love, I love they Sting. Love I think he's great. He's uh, talented. His, his single stuff that he did, Fields of Gold, I thought was very good. The album he had before that I can't remember. Uh, uh, 
great songwriting and, and lyricist in, in that, but I think the early stuff with the police, uh, probably not as uh, the Russians love their children too. Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't, didn't like that that song. <laughs> All these songsters asking for world. Premiere. Oh yeah, like they know anything. Yeah. All right, five fifty, fifty five hundred. How's that for a ten minute opener? You know, we we really should. There's parts of us as you and I kind of go back and forth. I don't know if there's anybody that, and I mean this in all, you know, actuality, we're embarking on, what, two days of possibly maybe changing things forever here out, and I can tell you that there's probably no two people who can riff off of each other more than you and I. <laughs> we do compliment each other. You know, you're very strong in some areas where I'm weak, and I may know a little more in some areas that you don't, so, I mean, it's... it's yeah, it plus your computer. Oh, that helps, too. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome, because he My computer's is... telling me right now, ladies and gentlemen, that the Hope Scholarship that just passed... Oh! Extremely great news. Okay, you're going to get $4,600. That's the state education dollar. Oh, there it 90% is. 90% of students are going to qualify for that Hope Scholarship. And, you know, this This is an econ- this is a education scholarship account. Uh, school choice coming to West Virginia, uh, not New Mexico. pretty <laughs> mama... Oh, I love that. I mean, if you don't think you can Take change a state, I mean, Take West me Virginia home. was as reliably Democratic blue Robert Byrd as possible. <laughs> and West Virginia has just been passing. They're thinking of eliminating their income tax. They just passed education savings accounts. I mean, you can turn the state around, but you can't do it by rolling over and playing dead all the time. You got yeah, to go out the challenge. Republicans can do it on uh, Saturday. Huh? Uh, Question. I have the answer. Who asked you to go out of town? The stupid young one or the married one? The married one. That's what Mithat. Don't go. You hear me? If you want him to believe that it's over, then you got to stop accepting the booty calls at 2 a.m. in the morning. You understand? Yeah. Could you tell me what type of direction is my life headed into? Last four nights, your feelings have been hurt, so you've been up all night. Yes. You haven't been... And this is around a relationship. Oh, talk about it. Uh, okay? Don't make me take you to church, young man. The ex is much better than the present one, you know. Did you think that you were pregnant a couple of months back? Yes. You were, but you lost it, correct? Yeah. The secret that you were holding back... You already hit it. It was about the baby. <laughs> Michael, you really got yourself into trouble on that one, brethren. I got back up this time. This person is that's around you right now has been in jail before. Yeah, you're right. You tell the honest truth, right? You know, people have been criticized and jabbed at and talked about throughout the ages for having different beliefs, and apparently, I am no exception. Although it is a constant challenge, I will continue. I will not allow them to stop me. I will teach as a shaman and help those wow, who have the knowledge. Call me now, Miss Cleo. There we are. What's that? Do you think she predicted her own death? Do you think she knew when she was going to die? Like you, like you never hear of psychics yep. dying. They have yep. to like change their names. Like I had no idea I was going to die. What a surprise! <laughs> what is she saying, Marnin? She sounds like she's a Erin Gobra. I don't know. She's got Jamaican. The she's got Jamaican going, and the tarot cards, and you know, she's speaking very, very emphatically as if she knows what she's talking about. I think that's the secret to any psychic. To tell people, confidence. yeah, just like sell them on whatever it's going to be. Well, what, what do they call a con man? A confidence man. He gets your confidence and then he gets your money. You know, Benny Hinn was a lot like that, right? Oh. Do you remember that? Do you remember like, he'd like wipe out a crowd with his jacket and he'd like swing it around? Oh, and yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seriously, yeah. That's, my next, uh, that's my next purge somewhere. Okay. Just watching Benny Hinn just knock down people with his face. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
been a strange we're, show. We're doing, a, we're doing a lot. Yeah, it, it truly is. We're doing we're doing a lot more uh, Howard Stern and uh, a lot less. <laughs> to go from rank choice voting to Miss Cleo. I mean, yeah. that is range. range well, maybe Miss Cleo could have predicted what was going to happen to me. Call me now, Eddie. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you about the outcome of the nomination. <laughs> no, you have to get involved. You don't need to get involved in politics. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, back at thirteen oh six, I didn't realize uh, Robert the Bruce, King of Scotland. Yes. But, uh, we also have back in ninety six, Comet Hawatuki made his closest approach to Earth in seventeen thousand years. I had no idea. Doubt they were tracking. And, and that was my original research ago. on that, ladies and gentlemen, because there are you can find these you know, on this day in history stuff, but. I don't stick to just on this day in history. No. I go out and look for original stuff. And I was listening to a radio program on the way back. I was flipping around, and they were talking about Yakutake, which I saw in New Mexico 25 years ago. It had a bluish-green tint to it. And uh, I, I was living here for a year as a very, very young person. And uh, that was a very interesting comment. Now, it, 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 its cycle was every 17,000 years, but because it got, it's got its gravitational perturbations by going through the big gas giants, whoa, it will whoa. not be back, ladies and gentlemen, for 90,000 years. So uh, I don't think I'm going to quite make it for that uh, return. I would trip. literally fail the, you know, last year, the spelling bee, my friend uh, was running it, the uh, ESPN Scripps Howard. Oh, uh, yeah. Paul Leffler, he runs that. He's the commentator. He's the play-by-play. We had uh, seven uh, Indian uh, uh, who, who won and won White girl, they all tied on the same thing. But perturbation? What is it? What perturbation? Was, what is that? I'm perturbed? How do you? Oh, got it. Got I'm it. it like I'm vexed. Totally, I'm greatly vexed. Can I have the origin, please? Uh, can you have the etymology, please? Use it in a sentence, please. Yeah, use it. <laughs> like, uh, how does he know so much? You know, I think it brings a whole little, little dimension to uh, what uh, Joe Biden said. He's like, yeah, you just go to a Seven Eleven. I mean, that's what they were saying. That was Joe Biden. Yep. You, get, you find that uh, Joe Biden piece. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. got more text coming in than uh, when we're doing a normal show. I wanted to talk about policy here. Uh, Eddie, I hope you like the keychains I gave down on. We loved them. Thank you. Oh, wow. Put on the camera right now. Can you? Yeah. Can we just put that up there? Thank you so much. Look at that. Um, there's a. Look at I will that. never lose my Hold keys on. again. This is fantastic. Yeah, it's beautiful. Really it is. Nice. And thank you for the handiwork. I just sent him uh Sent him a little, uh, you know, what inspired him to do that? That's what I want to know. We have such a great audience. Let's see. We really do. we got to give him a call. What's wrong with you people? You're too nice. Um, really you know, this would never happen in the Northeast. Did you Did you uh, actually talk to him? Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. You didn't just, like, walk them up? Yeah, I actually took a picture of him, too, as one of the protests. Oh, yeah, 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 you did. You yeah, I think I sent you What was his name? <clears throat> yeah, I'm very bad at getting Come on. Things. Very bad. Very do you bad. ever want to be good in business? You return you're phone right. calls. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. <laughs> I'm learning a lot from Mr. Aragon in the for-profit sector. New to me. All new. Let's see. There we go. We'll see if we uh, we get him uh, to, to call in then. And our fudge, if our fudge baker is out there, uh, I would have no Ow. no problem receiving uh, a little more of that. Uh, the I think it was the Baileys, right? They had a little bit of the... Yeah, little, you can call him out. All right. Is this the keychain, man? Good stuff. This is the keychain. Oh, man. man. You are... We love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. How are you? What's your, what is your name? I didn't catch your name because... My was Jeremy. Jeremy, thank you so much. Yeah, how did you get that many times? <laughs> how did you get that logo in there so nicely? And uh, we gotta like pick out more of that it. stuff. I stole, I stole it off Google. That's what they're good for. That's oh, got it. it. Okay. <laughs> well, I gotta say the stuff that you did, and that's one of those uh, really handy dandy lanyards that all the men with like, you know, uh, like to wear around those bracelets. Those uh, what, what do you call those bracelets? Uh, chokers? They're, no. 
paracord. 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 That's it. That's yeah, paracord. I, I'm known at Lanel because I've sold about twelve twelve hundred lanyards up there. Really? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Is this like a business for you? It was a side business kind of thing. Oh, can we help you build your business? Because I think so many people would buy whatever it is that you're selling, and you could do it for their business and their business. And you know, there are there are a lot of people waiting at the border right now, and they're looking to they're looking for work. They really are. I think I think they're living at high off the hog down one of the hotels. Well, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I have to apologize, to Jeremy, because initially I did not. I don't really come from a part of the country where people make things and give things to each other we're, we're not that friendly so he was handing me, me these keychains I thought like would well, you want me to pay for these like what, what's going on so no I made these for you and Eddie and, and Rudy and it just took me a couple seconds to figure out oh this is a nice person to, giving me something I, I don't, that's not my default position so uh, I, I apologize for that Jeremy and I'm very grateful and I'm using this every day my car vehicle and my apartment door is on it it's the most important keychain I have that'll go in now you, so, you can go ahead go ahead and if you get stranded, you can un unwind that cord, and there's about eight feet of cord there. Nice. Right. Very useful. Practical. Yeah. Beautiful and practical. Or you could use it to, uh, you know, tie up your dog so you can walk it just in case you lose your chain. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, it's there you go. There you go. Tie liberal. Hey, Jeremy, you thank you so much for, for doing that. I really appreciate you, and uh, thanks for taking the time. Why do you love the show so much? What's what's so great about the show? I mean, especially the last few you know, days, we've been we've been off topic a little bit. I've got to focus on some other things, and I've got an entire show like here prepped in front of me, and I really don't want to do it because my brain is. I'm while I'm talking to you, I've actually got three other thoughts in my brain. I'm not even kidding. Dowd knows. And we're too. all a little tired. I think we're all a little tired of all the garbage going on. Yeah. And it's just you know sometimes it's okay to just step back, relax a little bit, and just you know we got to suck up whatever Biden's throwing out there because we're stuck with that. But other than that, you know, <laughs> we can only do what we can only do da daily. And sometimes it's a break. Do you, make the, a break. do you make the trip daily to Lanel? I, I used to. I, I'm, a, I'm at Sandia now, basically. Actually, okay. I'm right down the, I think I'm right down the street from you guys over there on uh, Alamo. Are you really? Are so, you across the street in that white building there? Uh, we are Alamo and, and Yale. Yeah, so we're, we're right here. Come on. Place. We'll go. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't I don't drink during the day, but I'll take you to go uh, grab a quesadilla and a uh, IPA at the. We'll three go to seven, Fun Ruckers. Three seven. No, we won't go to Fun Ruckers. We'll not go to Fun Ruckers. I'll take you to three seven seven. Well, Very I'll good. Catch up with you because really, I just wanted a, a bumper sticker. So. Oh, we got a bunch and, in here. And he didn't have any. Wow. And he went out there without them. You should you know scold him for that. We're not great marketers that way. Do you have our app? <laughs> Do you have our app? Do you have Roku? Do you have? Uh, I have I have the app. Okay. No, we don't have Roku. We don't do. Yeah, we don't. Do you have Amazon Fire? Do any of that other garbage stuff? Do you have no. Amazon. How about Apple no, TV? No, we're in the East Mountains, so. Okay. No, we're cheap. So we go don't watch much TV. Okay, on your on your phone, <laughs> which you can mirror on there. So on your phone, yeah. Just type in www.rockoftalk.tv. Just type that in. And you can watch us right there on your phone. Yeah, I've watched a little bit here and there. Just, uh, yeah, just just here and there. But we wow. still do much TV. Like like tonight is Last Man Standing. That's about the only we watch on TV. I don't even know what that is. What is Last Man Standing? I feel Tim like Allen, that's, right? Tim Allen. That's Tim Allen's yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, Tim Allen. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right, so Jeremy. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. That, that's what that's what Tim Allen did back in the day. Tim the Tool Guy, right? Right. He Made his career. Yeah. We wouldn't have Pam Anderson if it wasn't for Tim Allen. Is that true? I, I believe she was. The, I've never had the tool, Pam Anderson. The tool girl, I think, on the. On the oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah buy T-shirts. There we go. Brian's.
Brian's being nice to me. Brian. Stay off topic. It's great. I love it. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, we got to get back to that Malaysian Air 370. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Trump is on Laura Ingram tonight. Oh, that would be very interesting. Laura, I've had a couple of conversations with her, and then we used to carry her radio show. She was great. Uh, the Psychic the psychic Friends Network went bankrupt. You would have thought they would have seen that. <laughs> Call, Call me now. <laughs> Call me now. <laughs> Call me in the morning. <laughs> Boris with no name should be Hildago. Okay, that's from Michael Toya. Uh, um, and then uh, Rudy's going to go ahead and uh, stop by as well. Okay, I was going to get to Jen... Boy, she is so weird. She's literally stealing the soul of America. Yeah. Most redheads steal your soul. Yeah. But in this particular case, she really wants to steal America's soul. Take a listen. The president said Congressman Majority Leader Schumer has also said the Senate's voice to act. But Vice President uh, Harris said today on CBS that uh, she thought the change would have occurred after the Sandy Hook shootings. And I'm curious, what does the president think is different this time, and how has he changed his approach so that this administration can pass these changes when in the past it failed? Well, first, the president shares that sentiment, as I think many Americans do, that when we saw uh, 20 children uh, murdered, uh, when we saw uh, six adults murdered, that that would turn the tide of uh, Congress. We have seen uh, data and statistics uh, still uh, across the country still broadly support uh, background checks. Uh, I think it's about 80% of the American public support background checks, including a good percentage of gun owners support background checks. We've seen states take... Uh, action since that time. A number of states across the country have put in, in place a number of laws. Sometimes states are the leaders, as we know, and we've seen in other areas of policymaking. But I think the president who has been in public life and public office for 50 years, more than 50 years, would be the first to tell you if you were standing here that just because you don't get uh, the policymaking and the legislation done the first time, it doesn't mean you quit trying. And certainly uh, tragedies like we saw earlier this week, like we saw last week, uh, mass shootings uh, that are uh, killing innocent lives, leaving family members without their loved ones is a reminder of how important and vital that is. Uh, he has talked about, as he did yesterday, uh, the importance of working with Congress. I know the Vice President touched on the fact that if we want something to be permanent, if we want it to be lasting, we need it to be legislation. He certainly believes that. But there are also uh, executive actions under consideration uh, that we will continue working through internally, and there's lots of levers you can take, obviously, as president and vice president. You know what's really interesting about her? She's always talking about process, and you have to actually pay attention to the fact that she's never giving you a firm answer mm -hmm. on ever, anything. Mm -hmm. There's no direction, okay? There really is no direction on anything. It's all framing. Everything is framing, okay? about this could happen, and this is the process, and this could happen, and this is the process. We'll wait to see, and certainly we have been there. And it's like you never get an exact answer. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a, this is an art, folks. Yes. What, what she is achieving in front of you is, I don't know if anybody knows. I, I, feel like, I feel like our audience is so smart I can tell them anything, right? I mean, this is the art of sophistry mm -hmm. is really what this is, okay? And uh, Dowd will be there to fill in the proper blanks by giving you the extra thing. It's the idea of philosophizing without actually saying anything substantive. And this is what she is. She's very elegantly saying, and I don't mean that in a complimentary way. It's so good for her to dance around every subject. And she doesn't have to make a commitment. So she's, this would be 
similar to dancing in front of you without actually making any sort of contact or actually pulling any emotion. You're like, what, what, what just happened? Uh, what did I hear? I'm not really sure I have a follow-up question. Next. Mm -hmm. And she mm -hmm. knows how to sort of uh, move between uh, topics. Uh, well, and of course, easily. sophistry meaning uh, in ancient Greeks, it, it's become a pejorative term. Uh, originally, it was just a Greek sort of teacher philosopher of you know the, 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 the arts and sciences. It's become in the modern world sophistry what you just heard was as Eddie says sophistry and of course it just makes always makes me think of the greatest Homer Simpson line of all time <laughs> which is you take forever to say nothing yeah the properly defined at least by Google here the use of fallacious arguments especially with the intention of deceiving yep. Yep. and uh, that's the whole idea is the basis of everything is nothing. It's clever but deceptive. It's, it's completely it's total and complete nihilism. Yep. Is what it is. You know, I mean there's nothingness everywhere and no matter what you're doing. And they will ultimately have an answer for something, but the answer will be based upon something that occurs and something that's tangible and they'll explain it as if something else happened. So the idea is sort of like Kamala Harris walks off and you get her emotion. Did you see her reaction to tragic? It's tragic. <sighs> tragic. Yeah, what happened in Boulder? What, what, was there 10 children? And then she walks off in a huff. That was the whole event of her reaction to what happened. Mm -hmm. So it was, I don't know, you could have been watching All My Children mm -hmm. or, you know, Days of Our Lives or something like that. It's like, you know, you're not sure what's going to happen in the next scene. But but they're really interesting because, you know, they're attractive and they're saying almost nothing, but yet they're saying more than something and you're trying to... Like, it's foolish. I, I got into... I, I made a big mistake. And Mr. Yeah. Aragon put me down the wrong path yesterday because you, were, you were talking about... It's my fault. Oh. Uh, Mina Harris, the niece... Oh, yeah, yeah. Of the vice president. You, you didn't and, go down that route. Oh, I, went, I went down the whole oh. family route. And let me yeah. tell you, I never spent any time thinking about the Harris family. But mm -hmm. yesterday, I probably took an hour reading about the sister, the sister's husband, their child, which would be, I guess, the closest relative. I mean, uh, Hills of Harris doesn't have children of her own, which is going to be make for an interesting presidency soon enough, I suppose. Um, I don't know. I'd kind of like to have, I'm, I'm not a breeder, but I'd kind of like to have people who understand the concept You're of breeding. You're not a breeder. Um, uh, officially but, <laughs> at 6.33 here in the afternoon. Uh, I was complimenting doubt, breeders, doubt, by the way. I was saying doubt, someone doubt, should have that perspective. Doubt refers to himself as the sum of his parts, <laughs> and he says... Uh, I'm not a breeder, but if I were... Uh, no, but I mean, I think someone... It's probably better, since most people have children on some level, uh, to have a president who maybe had at least one child. But the the, the sister, left-wing activist, impeccable left-wing credentials, Harvard, uh, apparently had this girl, Mina, at 17, so she started a little early. It's mm -hmm. her only child. Uh, she Then she ended up marrying the guy she's married to now, years and years later. Shotgun. Um, Shotgun, they call that. He, he you know, worked for the Obama administration. I think he has Harvard Law. The daughter has the Ivy League credentials. Mm. And everybody in the family is a left-wing agitator. It's like yep. nobody thinks for themselves. Right. I mean, whether by marriage or by blood, that's the family business in, in Harris' world. These people are even worse than I thought they were. And damn you, Eddie Aragon, for making me do that. the research on Mina Harris yesterday. <laughs> and where, I love the origins of Mina. I think we get there. So, so here's the art of actually saying something. So there's the art of saying nothing in sophistry. Here's the art of saying something. I present to you Exhibit 2, uh, 1, Ted Cruz. 
Joining us now with more is the Texas Senator himself, Ted Cruz. I love that line. I, I can't wait to get to know Ted Cruz. I can tell you, Ted Cruz and I, I'm almost positive we're going to be, he's going to be like, Eddie, I like what you're doing out in New Mexico. Keep doing it. Oh, yeah. Uh, why don't you come on over to Texas? Uh, me and the wife will hang out and uh, we'll talk about uh, having you over to the ranch. Yep. I mean, I could, I could we'll watch The Princess Bride for the 4,000th time. <laughs> he's always talking about The Princess Bride. Is he really? Oh, yeah. It's his favorite movie. Do you know something about, uh, you know, who was in that movie? Andre the Giant. He was. Did you dude. know every single time that Andre the Giant, before he actually went into the ring, it's really an amazing little fact, but the guy would literally drink like six to seven yeah, yeah. bottles, bottles of wine. Because yeah, yeah. he was from France, you know, he knew about what wine. it was. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating HBO documentary on Andre the Giant. Um, uh, I went to a lot of WWE things in the 80s, but I, don't, I never saw... My, my the, the highlight of my life was when Rowdy Roddy Piper came out in no. an unexpected unexpected oh, match when I was in Hartford, Connecticut. But no, um, yeah, Ted Cruz loves he loves the Princess Tribe. But I, the one thing I will always love about Ted Cruz is he beat that idiot Jimmy Kimmel in a basketball game. I know it wasn't pretty, but he did beat him in the one-on-one -on -one game. And, uh, oh. That moron Jimmy Kimmel. God, those were the days. Do you remember those days? Those were the best days, I think, ever. You have just seen him in action. Joining me at this time, along with the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, and still WCW heavyweight champion, Hulk Hogan. Super Bowl is history. Next up on Central. Talk about really saying well, you something. Know something mean, Gene. Everybody in the WCW is turning red and yellow because of the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, brother. And everything's topsy turvy around here. After we found out what Vader time is all about, the hierarchy of the WCW wishes they would have let it go, wishes the building was empty, because now, brother, they're in a bind, dude. And with the power of Hulk Hogan and the power of Vader still in a turmoil, they don't know what to do, man. But as far as I'm concerned, with the role of Hulkamania, the Mega Maniac, the Monster Maniacs intact, all the red and yellow everywhere I go, Jimmy Hart got in the path. Jimmy Hart, it the Vader time, 24 hours a day, because... The 24 inch pythons. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Watch out, man. That's their favorite line. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Here we go. The Revolutionary War is already starting. The WCW has been turned upside down. Oh, yeah. Nick Bockwinkle and all you bureaucrats. Yeah. The thing is, you're And you're the people that you can't control. That's right. The monster maniacs, the mega powers, Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man. There is no stopping us. And the more that you do to stop us, the faster we're going to kick it in. Oh, yeah. All right, Timmy Hart. Uh, oh, oh, you this is this classic. Uh, where was Miss Elizabeth in that clip? You know, because uh, the Macho Man always had Miss Elizabeth. With he did. Uh, she's just managing the money in the back. Maybe, maybe while he was on stage, she was busy with. Passed uh, away, unfortunately. Uh, Elizabeth did. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah. So uh, Macho Man and who went first? Uh, Macho Man what died what fourteen? Yeah, let's see. Randy like, Macho Man and the Hart Brothers. Boy, wrestling is kind of a profession where people don't take great care of their health. They're, yeah, well, they kind of live on the edge. Roddy Piper, the Hart Brothers, you had uh, Macho Man. I think uh, Kamala, the Ugandan giant, recently oh, yes. passed away. Uh, didn't we have... Uh, oh, Miss Elizabeth in 2003. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yeah, she yeah. went down early. Uh, yeah. Let's see. We also had... Uh, um, who do we have? The Sheik? 
right? Oh, yeah, the uh, birthday. Uh, and the Iron Sheik. Andre died Andre, what, a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. All right, uh, now the, the, the giant in the Senate uh, is Ted Cruz. Let's take a listen. Man who's saying something. I'm not going to apologize for thoughts or prayers, nor will you apologize for the right of the people to keep and bear arms and protect themselves and their families, Senator. Thank you for standing up for our Constitution and the Second Amendment, because apparently many are not right tonight with in you, Joe Ted. Biden's threatening executive Ted. action. Ted well, Sean, that's exactly right, and, and the modern-day left is, is more and more extreme. They have this bizarre antipathy... To, to God and to prayers. So anytime, look, look, all of us have had people who've lost loved ones, and then the first thing you do when someone has lost a loved one is you reach out and say, hey, I'm lifting you up in prayer. I'm praying for you, your family. I know you're hurting, and, 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 and may God's peace be with you. And the left treats that like, how dare you believe there's an omnipotent God who could actually love you and care for you. But, but more broadly than that, we, we see this cynical pattern Whenever there is a mass murder, and I've got to say, we have had way too many of these mass murders. Look, I've, I've represented Texas in the Senate for nine years now. I have been Santa Fe High School. Santa Fe is less than an hour away from my home. I was down in Santa Fe High School within an hour of that shooting. It was horrific. The crazed madman who murdered those kids. El Paso, the crazed, racist bigot who murdered the people at that Walmart. I was there that Dallas when five police officers were murdered by a radical leftist. I was there for that. You see what a great orator he is? Ted Cruz, I'm actually pushing him right now because I don't think Trump's going to run again. Hmm. I'd, I'd push Ted Cruz for president right now. He's the only guy who's like on his own taking everybody else on. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's practically the governor of the biggest state. We, he, we don't like Abbott, but we sure like Ted Cruz. I, and, and he's convincing with the right blend of emotion, logic, and I, I think his word usage, I don't know that anybody's better Didn't than Didn't Dershowitz say he was one of his best law students ever? Is that right? Dershowitz is no conservative. Yeah, yeah, but I, uh, he's amazing. Let's, more, let's listen more. And i got to tell you, Sutherland Springs, the worst church shooting in U.S. history, small town outside of San Antonio, I was there the day after the shooting. In that sanctuary, I saw with my own eyes the blood and shattered glass and the agony and the incredible love of that community. There have been too damn many of these, and we need to stop them. But the Democrats' proposal, every time shift? is always the same, which is take Directly away guns from law-abiding citizens. That is their Act. political agenda every single Boom. day. It doesn't Relayering. work. It doesn't reduce crime. And Layer. in fact, it makes it worse. Because Double it down. disarms the potential victims and makes them vulnerable to criminals. If you want to stop them, there it is. the way Action. to do it, what works bang, is you bang, target bang. the bad guys. You will go after violent criminals. You go after felons. You go after fugitives. Plan, plan, you go after plan, those plan, with serious plan, mental plan. illness. You stop them from getting guns. See that? And when they try to illegally... I, I know, I know of those of you, that might be lost on you if you're not seeing it. But that right there is great oration, great political speak. He's involving every single person. You know, most people are just like there to be interviewed or whatever. Ted is moving the needle. The guy is literally responding to what's actually happening in real time. He's able to re make it relatable. You cannot move anybody. You can't motivate a single person if you can't make it relatable. That means being, what is, what is, what is uh, Donald Trump great at? When he walks into a room or walks in to do his, you know, 
100,000, 30,000, whatever number of people, he's talking to each person, right? And he doesn't fail to do that. Every time, every single person is his friend, and then he gives the lesson, and then here's what we need to do together, and then everybody gets rounded up. That's, this is why Ted Cruz, I think, can be there to replace Donald Trump. And I think you started to say uh, the, the don't accept the premise of the question right? And, and just from the get-go. Guess the argument. And, and, and that's, that, that was another key part why I think that clip is very, very good. This is a skilled, folks, this is a very skilled politician who understands the theater and he understands what he needs to demonstrate in order to be effective. He knows what he's at. He's not there without purpose. He's not there to hear himself. He is there to convince you, tell you, move you, and get you motivated to do something. That's what is City Councilor Brooke Basson doing on Saturday? She's handing out 500 trigger locks. Whereas what? Yeah, on Saturday she's having an event where she's handing out 500 trigger locks. Yeah. yeah. What? Don't, don't you read the Daily Blast, Mr. Aragon? It was in the Daily Blast today. Yeah. Today? Yeah. I did not yeah, read on, that. on Saturday. No. She's. No, you she, have to. Yeah, you have yeah. to forgive me. No, I, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to be a jerk. It's just it, like the difference between Cruz. She's capitulating and saying, coming over to the other oh side and saying, yeah, we should have trigger locks. Here's some free trigger locks. And Cruz is not even accepting the central no. premise of this from the get-go. And you have to create the argument. Oh, this whole reaching across the aisle stuff, get rid of it. Let's listen to more. It's beautiful. And put him in jail. And back in 2013, I introduced legislation. It's called the Grassley-Cruz legislation. It targeted the bad guys that directed history. the Department of Justice to prosecute felons and fugitives who tried to illegally buy guns. The Democrats in 2013 filibustered Grassley Cruz. We got 52 we votes right on the floor of the Senate, a Democratic Senate. Nine Democrats voted for it. So it was the most bipartisan support of any of the comprehensive legislation. And yet Harry Reid and the Democrats, Chuck Schumer and the rest of the liberals, filibustered it, demanded 60 Christmas votes. It didn't pass. It I'll on tell you, Sean, if Grassley Cruz... The war is already starting. The WCW has been turned upside down. Oh, yeah. And all you bureaucrats, yeah, the thing is out of control. And you're the people that you can't. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you for a Friday afternoon. Uh, We might have the Liberty Ladies. We We might not. We'll see how tomorrow goes as well. We appreciate everybody tuning in here this afternoon right here in the Kiva. And as always, download that app, abq.fm.